Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to Guys We Fuck, the anti slut shaming podcast. Yo, you haven't said I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about fucking. Hey, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another very exciting, very thrilling episode of Guys. We fucked. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. Get Woo-hoo. your calendar out because there are some places where you are going to need to see us live. Number one is Los Angeles, California on February 14th. That 8 p.m. show is pretty much sold out. But if you want a ticket to that, grab one of the last few if there's any remaining by the time that you hear this. After that, we added a second show at the Comedy Store main room. It is 1030 p.m. Which is like like 5 a.m. in L.A. time. I know, but it's great because if you had dinner plans with your sweetie pie or your girls or your guys, and that's the reason that you weren't coming, well, now you don't have that excuse. You and all the whole gang... And the boyfriend and the husband and, and the, the wife and, and the wife come out and the bastard children after um, and see that 1030 p.m. show. Also, if you're coming to the 8 p.m. show, listen, I know everyone doesn't have the funds, but it will be a completely different show from the 8 p.m. show because it is the live experience. So no two yes. shows are the same. Um, so if you're traveling, if you're a super fan, we haven't been in LA together for a long time. Yeah. So come to that 10:30 p.m. show. I love the guys who fucked experience shows. They're, they're so very fun. And you don't so ever know what's gonna happen. I you know. never know what's gonna happen. We don't know what's gonna happen. I know. That's one of my favorite parts because I'm like, you know what? I know I can do a trust fall, and I know it's gonna be good because yeah. we've been doing this for 10 years. Super fun. But the guys who fucked experience show is one of the most fun times I have on stage. It's Absolutely. So fun. I love pranking people. You don't want to mess that. So. Um, no, you don't. And we'll get to uh, we'll get to the other dates uh, later if we want to get to All right. Email. If you want to send us an email, it's sorry about last night show at gmail.com. This subject line says it is not normal in all caps to hate your spouse. Oh. Yeah, we know. We, we literally know that. Um, hi, Christina and Corinne. I've been what? 
That's funny to me. <laughs> I've no been shit. listening to GWF since the beginning, and I am a big fan of the show and love the perspectives you bring to sex, relationships, dating, and life. I have noticed in the last few weeks that the tone of the show has veered, in my opinion, a little cynical on relationships. Um, have you have you listened to the emails? We've I read? mean, I, yeah, I don't know that it was even the past few weeks. I go, I mean, I think that's the entirety of the show. Well, I would it's say. just a lot of the emails we read. Yeah. make us cynical towards relationship because they're about bad relationships because you wouldn't write into an advice podcast if yeah. your relationship was perfect. Yeah, also, mm. if, if you thought Good that point. this show was somehow the point of it was for us to convince you to get into a relationship... You've been you listening wanna, all wrong. Go to, go, but go to Caller Daddy. My good friends. <laughs> I don't think that's what that's about either, to be no. honest. Is she married? Well, is did she get married yet? She's know. engaged. I, don't I just know. think Call Her Daddy is just like, you're famous. Come talk to me. Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, I yeah. just know that People Magazine did an engagement shoot. I'm like, that ah, could have been me and Corinne. Oh, God. I would never have done that. That's no. No, no, no. I mean, in another fat, like in another way. Yeah, okay. Maybe yeah. they'll have your, you know, Corinne's dog's birthday photo shoot or something. Yeah. I was like, like that, maybe you know? something for like, yeah, like a rescue or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel like photographing your engagement in that way is very bad vibes. Um, mm-hmm. I worry that if I were a young single person listening to your show right now, hmm, a lot of worries for something that you're not. Um, I'd, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I feel that there was no hope for me to have a happy marriage without some sort of weird trick to make it all work. <sighs> Have you? But if this, these are the emails that we read on the show. I am, I am in a relationship, and I fucking love it. But it's healthy. I don't really talk about it because it's healthy. No one gives a fuck. I don't. I'm not going to speak for Corinne. I've thought we were. We've literally been talking like before the the show started today about how frustrated I feel too. Like I, I maybe there is like a like a cynical twinge, but like. This is also our personal experiences. Yeah. Like, again, I'll reiterate what I've said in the past a lot. Um, And like, listen, we'll get through the whole email. You've just already annoyed us. So we stopped. Um, But no, I uh, to me, it's like we Christina and I have talked about this before that like, yeah, our whole this is number one, a show primarily for women. Men are allowed to listen, but it's not for you. Um, And so we're talking women are constantly sold that relationships are the thing. Yes, that's what the goal is. So the point of this show is to offer the other perspective. Absolutely. It's not to talk you out of the relationship. The relationship, the thing that is a hard sell since you fucking are born when you're a, a stress, especially a straight woman. So we're showing you that like, hey, if you don't have one or if it doesn't feel right, don't settle for anything less than what you absolutely want and what you absolutely deserve. And you're still going to be fine whether you're in a relationship or not. Yeah. So if that's somehow been misconstrued, I mean, obviously also it's a comedy show, so we're making a ton of jokes, but- and all- We've never, I never thought it was normal. It's not normal to hate your spouse. We never thought that. But yeah, yeah, we never thought that. Uh, I want to so I want to make it clear how much I agree with you. Generally, most straight men are emotional babies looking for someone to coddle them and replace their mother. There are a lot of bad marriages out there that I wouldn't yeah. want to be a part of. And certainly men I wouldn't want to be married to. Totally. Um, but I also want to provide some perspective from a guy who actually really oh, likes his wife and enjoys her company. Hell yeah. Uh, as a friend. Okay. My wife and I met in college uh, and have been together for nearly 14 years, married for almost 6.5 years of marriage. Isn't a lot. uh, But in that time, we've been through some pretty serious shit, too. So I feel like we've tested the strength of the relationship pretty well. For example, that's awesome. It clears up why the email annoyed me immediately out of the gates. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
number one. I didn't even know. I thought it was a woman and I was so annoyed. Um, (laughs) Number one, a nine month work rotation where we were about as physically far apart as it's possible to be. Okay. Okay, so already you're making not a good case because one of the best you, parts you of your love marriage your wife so was much because you barely see her. Was right. when you were in a nine month rotation. Right. Yeah, I agree. This sounds great. A life threatening illness treatment and the financial Oof. implication of that. That's tough. Yeah, that's a big one. Financial ups and downs and periods where only one of us was earning. That's another stress. Little crushes and jealousies, of course. Parent family stuff, including actually living with oh, one set of parents for a year yo. during COVID. Nightmare across country move, stressful jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm already out. Um, <laughs> regarding the article you read on air uh, last episode about normal marital marital hatred, which we thought was ridiculous. Yeah, we were by making the fun way. of that article. Were you listening to us? That article is is crazy because you yeah. should never hate your spouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We read we read it because it was awful. Um, I think it's complete bullshit. Yeah. yeah, we agree. Did you hear us? Um, the fact that the author claimed they've toured the country and never found anyone who will push back on that is totally bogus. Agreed. I can say for my part, normal marital hatred is not a thing. I've never yeah. once hated her, and I'm pretty sure the same is true vice versa. I completely agree with you guys that if you ever hate your partner, that's a reliable sign that the relationship is over. Mm-hmm. I will say that in the vein of the reader email you read a few weeks ago from the girl who moved in with her boyfriend and found him annoying and feeling like he was robbing all her time— I do think that's normal and something that can be worked through. That was extreme. I don't agree. Yeah. Um, in a relationship, there will be times where your partner. Ju- I like how he, you're, you're kind of speaking to us as if we've never been in a long term yeah, relationship. I'm and not I don't, this and email I don't love it. Yeah. He's like mansplaining our own show to us. Bitch, we got it. After really not <laughs> listening to anything that, that was said in the first place. Yeah. I mean, this well, is. Well, he a did agree. Well, when, he, when he brought up that article, I was like, yeah, well, we agree with you. But then he said, yeah, I agree with you. I'm also, like, okay. hey, man, yeah. it's this is your relationship. This is one example. Yeah. You know, I'm again. And it's, well, and people it's, love to do. I thought, you know, it's so funny because we get a lot of criticism for like knocking marriage whatever but but people in marriages get so defensive in a way where like God, if it was going well you, you wouldn't, wouldn't need to tell us all about how great exactly, it is exactly dude therein lies the proof that you ain't having as good of a time as you telling everybody yeah this man just wrote us a manifesto on how great marriage is uh okay right hugest red flag i've ever seen in my goddamn life yeah. The first talking point was we spent a lot of time apart. I know. Also, I, I love that part. I was so on board. I go, oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, that is what I know. We're not work. through the email yet. Then there's more coming. But, but there's a lot the, more. This is, this is, I think this is like kind of the fun of reading emails that we comp- that we like every paragraph we could dive in and have like a 10 oh, minute yeah. conversation. Yeah, for sure. But uh, the whole point, I enjoy that, it. the whole point that I was trying to make is that I don't, I don't think that I still don't think that as a, as a collective, we shit on the idea of like, that nobody should be married and whatever. No. Like I yeah. think I I think I want that for myself. I think personally. healthy marriage is a beautiful thing, right? But I think that I do think that it, there is it's it's funny that this person is using the sample size of one to <laughs> right, like right, explain right. that we're wrong. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I have a whole larger theory on this, but I mean, I, I do think heterosexual men are absolutely quivering in their boots uh, because word has spread that marriages are really mostly a disservice to heterosexual women. And so they've gone out of their way in things that I've seen online to uh, really fight for these like traditional values. Yo, and traditional stuff. values. Yeah. Such a red flag. If you hear that coming out of anybody's fucking mouth. Yeah, no, men are absolutely quivering in their boots because they, 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 know they've known the whole time 
and what a great setup heterosexual marriage is mm-hmm. for them. And now we finally fucking caught on. And so they need to resell it to us. I yes. Think, and again, I think this is situational, but okay. <laughs> no, no, but no, but listen, I was just going to add the only men that are actually quivering in their boots when Karim brings up this topic or when these topics are brought up anyway, are the ones that are not bringing it in the relationship and like riding pretty, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't get offended by her saying that if you weren't that kind of guy. If I was happy and happily married and I heard some ladies talking uh, on a show talking, you know, about how marriage isn't good, I would just sit at home and go, well, I mean, I hope they find someone someday because it really can be great. And then I would move on with my day. Yeah. Um, And... All right, back to the scene mail now. Uh, in a relationship, there will be times where your partner just gets on your nerves or everything they do drives you nuts and where their little th- flaws really feel big and apparent. Oh, thank you for clearing that up for me, sir. Um, I couldn't tell that all by myself. I had no idea. I've only with someone for seven years. <laughs> yeah, I fucking dated someone for five years and then multiple two, two and a half, three. Like, what are we talking about here? Sometimes that's an hour um, or a day. Sometimes it's a week or even months. Okay, well, months, months is when I, months months is when when I leave. Break up. Yeah. <laughs> months is when you go, oh, I'm out. Months. You're, get, you're getting got, This sir. is way too inconvenient for me. See you later. Relationships are definitely cyclical, but if you're yeah. doing them right, then the highs and lows get progressively higher over time. Wait, the highs and lows. Okay. And the lows get, yeah. I mean, so the highs are higher and the lows are also higher, I guess is his point. right. I can remember a period like the one she described. It was about a year after we first moved in together when it felt like I never got the apartment to Mm. myself and she just always, uh, was just always there. And it made me really unreasonably annoyed to have her in my space all the time. Well, it was your communal space, so. Um, I think that's particularly normal when you're first merging your lives, moving in, figuring out. Yeah, that's why I'm renewing my lease again because I don't want to move with my boyfriend because separate apartments is kind of better. Yeah. How you're going to join, especially when it's in the same neighborhood. I know. Yes. There's zero point. Not same building, but a block away. Same building is my my goal. Same building uh, is my goal. Same building is probably ideal, but like a block away, different homes, I Ew. Yeah, I would just like to like kind of like be like, oh, I forgot something and run back, you know, yeah. and then be like, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, I'm reasonably annoyed to have her in my space all the time. I think that's particularly normal when you're first merging your lives, moving yeah. in, figuring out how you're going to jointly prioritize time and money, etc. Well, also, you don't you don't have to joint um, prior do money. I I, I never want to do that. Uh, but hatred, not normal. There isn't yeah, some big secret. We don't have separate bedrooms or spend half the year on separate coasts. You literally just talked about a nine months when you were like in a rotation where you didn't see each other. But OK. Um, or anything like that. We even share the vast majority of our friends mm, mm. and spend a lot of time together. There was a lot of O's okay. there. Maybe we are playing on relationship easy mode since we very intentionally don't have kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, that probably does help. But I've also seen very strong, joyful slash fun partnerships with young kids in them. Me too. Like we're on TV. I, but what is, I, what is this too. email? Like, I don't like everything. It, of every, course it exists. I mean, I just heard two women talking um, for an extended period of time and he said he needed to cut in. I, I just said, don't I work understand. Into this set? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I, I have seen, I, of course I have friends that are married and it seems great because they, they like each other and it works for them. I have, I've seen adults that are married where I'm just like, yeah, my, God. my parents were married and I grew up in a home, like, like in the house with them. It's just, and I, it was I, peaceful. Uh, it's just like, it is taking, it is, it is taking this seriously to a degree that we seldom see on this podcast. Right, right, right. right. 
I know. If there is a secret, in my opinion, it is really liking each other and building a partnership with your own rules slash aligned with your values. Having had the chance to observe many couples, we often remark to each other that we think we like others more than other people. We like each other. We like each other more than other people do. God, also well, that's the why use you're of together. we in this email is there. This is my own thing, but like the excessive use of we when you're in a couple, it, uh, it, that's, it's just yeah. like fucking nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. I can't when I uh, when I ask someone, oh you you oh you went to the movies, how was it? And they go, we really liked it. I go, are you sharing a brain? It's I I know I like so, I know no, I'm reacting too hard to no, it. No, you're not. But it, like just people I really love and respect to it. And I just go, I have to see what we're doing this weekend. Where will you be on Saturday? Where will your body be? Oh my God. It will be in my lover's body because we are one lover. I hate it. When we have sex, it's just masturbation because we're one person. Oh my God. I hate it. One heart, one brain, one asshole. It like ruins my day when I, when someone, when when a friend responds to me with the, with the we, for someone I didn't fucking ask about. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually don't even want to hang out with you anymore. I'm <laughs> I'm so good. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I totally get it. Though. I know. I'm, I, totally, I know it's an overreaction, but it's just like yeah, my but, personal thing that drives me fucking nuts. When I hear that from I usually hear it mostly from from women. But uh, when I hear that from anybody, I'm like, oh, it, my it God. makes me go. Ugh. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, especially when it's like your when you were asking about their boyfriend or girlfriend. What is also like, especially when it's like when I'm asking your specific opinion on like an artistic piece and you come oh. back and it's like a, a concert or a movie and it's like we didn't like. So you go you just had the same. You're lumping your opinion. You had together? the same reaction to it. That's well, then you need some you need to go to a, a doctor. Yeah, you need to go to that. Happened to your you brain. need to go. Who is that presidential candidate? That that doctor guy who separated the conjoined twins. You need to go to that guy. Oh, my Lord. He was a bad candidate, but. Separated those twins. That was cool of them. That was really cool. Apparently, it isn't normal for ben people. Carson. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently, it isn't normal for people to actually pick someone they really, really like to partner with. We prioritize each other's feelings, compromise, and hold ourselves to a pretty high standard in terms of how we interact. Uh, you know, fighting or raising voices, lots. And lots of open and pretty direct communication. At our wedding, an uncle of mine with a 40-plus year marriage came up to us and took us each by the shoulder and said in his language, all you have to do is love each other a lot. All you have to do is love each other a lot. I know that was supposed to be meaningful, but it wasn't. I think... (laughs) Yeah, why'd you say it twice? Because I guess he said... No, why why did he type it twice? I'm guessing the uncle said it like that. It just doesn't... It doesn't translate in an email. Okay, okay, okay. The uncle must have been hammered. Yeah. (laughs) No, the uncle was on cocaine <laughs> and repeated himself. All you gotta do is love each other. What am I? I love each, you love each other a lot. Love each other a lot. One of my absolute greatest joys in life is when people say something that they think is gonna profound. be really profound and, and then they wait a beat afterwards and, and no, no one's cares. moved yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. there's like a slow clap. It happens and then a word shows that's up. That's usually when I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. dude. You wanna listen to me? You yeah. Lie. No. Love each other a lot. During the during the the parent uh, speeches at a wedding, like they, I always Yo. think they're dropping like gold, and they're it's not. always like a magnet you would buy in the Hallmark store. It's so corny. You're like, is this from a roadside stand? <gasps> this is awful. It's terrible. It's like one of the. It's like a piece of advice from one of the tiny books at the Barnes and Noble checkout, oh. <laughs> or the mat, the, <laughs> what the a, refrigerator what magnets, the ones that you're like, <laughs> if you have a book like this in your home or a magnet like that on your fridge you're about to kill yourself and you're just trying so hard not to (laughs) oh god okay back to this i think about that a lot it really is that simple yeah no it's not it's not 
What are you talking about? All you have to do is love each other a lot. What if your kid gets murdered? I know you don't have we kids. We don't have a kid. That's but, why so yeah. happy. I can honestly say I think I love her more and more every year we're together. That's, that's beautiful. That's how I feel right. about my dog. Exactly. It's, it's great. Great. We're, we're also happy for you. No, but that's, that is beautiful. It, but like, it is. that's something that's, you should right. continue to stay in a relationship when this is how it feels. And the advice can never be all you have to do is love each other a yeah. lot. No. Like, yeah. are, you, are we children? Because yeah, you I have to understand. set boundaries. No, know, you have to dumb. respect each other. You have to make sure you you, yeah. pri- you prioritize your own personal time. There's like so many things. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I mean, if you want to talk about uh, all you have to do is love each other a lot, I, may I recommend to you, sir, the uh, George and Tammy miniseries mm, about right. George Jones and Tammy Why Not? They loved each other a lot. If they stayed they in the same house, one of them would be dead. Yes. Uh, obviously and they're and 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 i think and it's so interesting because even the spouses that they ultimately remarried who they died when they were married to these these, uh spouses even those other spouses recognized that george and tammy were still in love with each other wow that's how strong that was Hmm. uh obviously there is conflict and sure any given day or week there may be something she does or some habit that makes me roll my eyes or get annoyed i'm sure you're not a prince either i know i didn't like how that was only directed i know um, but hatred and real tension in a marriage is just not unavoidable. I wish more people our age understood how fun it can be. Well, I mean, this you know, is fun, my guy. Um, if you commit to finding someone you really, really like. Apologies for the long email, but this has been on my mind for a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm just, glad he got I mean, your thoughts break, out. But, it, but I like here, how annoyed Mike is by it. I, I'm not as annoyed because I'm like, okay, this guy is in a really happy relationship. And, and he I wants to share it. Yeah. It's like when you first go vegan. Yeah. <laughs> But this is the thing. Christina's absolutely right. And this is the thing that happens when people who are in relationships, when they're happy, this is what they do. This is why we like, yeah. And they, they, this is why you don't talk about the shit on stage. So when you're in your thirties and you're (laughs) single and people like your friends that are in happy, committed relationships, like it's great that they're happy, but they make it sound like it's such a slam dunk, easy thing for people to just. No, no, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm obviously like I'm a person that is hoping to have, be in a relationship with someone. I want that, of course, but it's not it's like a, a piece cockpit. of cake. To it's like when your parent, your mom, it's asks a lot you, of So work. like, why, why do you only have a girlfriend? Or right, why don't you do right. whatever? It's such a layered. It's not question. that fucking easy, right. To just pick somebody and choose to love them. Well, yes, unconditionally for the rest in, of your life. We're yeah. living in a time where a lot of people's personality disorders, mental illnesses, things they have to wear. Like we're not we're, like you were saying this earlier before we recorded, record, like, and I and I've noticed it too. There's not a lot of people working on themselves. So like, when you are somebody who's working on yourselves, like dating is a fucking nightmare. It's awful, and you we're in the city where people people are like on top of their shit it's new york city but it's still a fucking nightmare to date here because yeah the dating pool gets smaller the more yeah. work you do on yourself and exactly. the older that you get too yeah if you if you get into your 30s and you still don't have a, a partner like i don't feel like this all the time but it's hard to I not would say feel late 30s I, don't, I, don't, I didn't feel that in early 30s or even i'm approaching mid and and there's right. there's times where i feel like it that and I feel this way about myself too. I'm not saying about the people that are sure, but there are times where I'm just like, we're we're like, what's left? We're kind of like the spare right. parts at times. And a lot of times, it's like people that are a mess. I don't myself think included. of that at all. I think most a lot of single people are the people who are like they're not so settling. amazing that they don't need anyone. Well, I don't New feel York, that way York, at, in any way. Oh, well, you I could do. if you wanted to. A lot of the like, New York single women single... I know are like fucking fantastic. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the yeah. New York single woman and the New York single man are two very different species of person. Yeah, it's just because it's a different Maybe. lifestyle. Because yeah, yeah, I think that like 
Actually, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't know a lot of tremendous single uh, guys. Like, you're, like, one of the few. I know a lot of tremendous single women. A lot of yeah. tremendous single women. Yeah. I the, I know a couple. No, I know. And you are one of the few, Mike. Like, you. You really are a tremendous guy. But the, the broader point that I'm just trying to make is that, like, I hate being condescended to by people like this. Yeah, Because right. I get it. it of, of course. We're, I don't think on this show we've ever said that, like, there's no such thing as a as a good or that marital happy marriage. hatred is. But, but, but I, don't fucking yeah. condescend to me that because your relationship is great that like like we should all fucking throw and victory. I, well, I would like to hear his wife. I would I was like gonna to say, hear an email from his fucking I, wife because I don't believe this monologue yeah, for I one fucking take the, second. That's what I was about to say. I was like, let's take this one step further, yeah. sir. Yeah. Who wrote us? Yeah. Uh, who listens? And we appreciate you writing. Have your us. wife write in next week. I want your wife to yeah. write us. I would love email. that to give her. I want her assessment unfiltered by you hopefully we will never know we just have to choose to trust you but i want to know what she thinks no she has to get wait we, we she need they need to handwrite it and have it um, take a photo of it no what's the thing where you the stamp oh, and the sign it's a notarized. Notarized. yeah i need yeah, a notarize yeah, yeah. i need a, i need a fucking <laughs> need a notary or a baby bank i need Photo a public bank. notary you yeah, can yeah, oh yeah. you can do it on zoom now i what they have, they have public notaries on zoom i got it done wow for something zoom. yeah 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 it was great i there was just like some lawyer sitting alone in his bedroom and he was like hi he was he, <laughs> hopefully war is wearing he pants. was one step away from the end Uh-oh. um <laughs> but that was a t- but that was the easiest notary notary i ever got um yeah no it's just one last notary but and also like okay so yes i hear you i hear i think yes if you don't get in a relationship you're missing out on some parts but i i take that and my re- my response to you is i also think if you make the choice to get married you're missing out on just certain sub- levels of self-actualization that i really totally. don't think you can uh reach in a long-term relationship either way you're sacrificing i, I don't agree. i don't really think one is better than the other but i definitely think to say that you know, people in marriages love to say, oh, you're missing out on so much if you don't get married. I say that same point back to you guys and not not out of hate, not of not of my choice is better than your choice or anything like that. But I really think the same is true for married people. I think there's a lot that you're missing out of and there's levels yes. of um self-actualization and like personhood and development and aha moments that you're just not going to get. When you have that other person yeah. there, our email, our, our interview with Doctor DePaolo. Yeah, first of all, yeah. happiest person I've ever spoken to in my uh-huh. entire thirty-five uh-huh. years of existing on yep, this yep, planet. Yep. The happiest person I've ever spoken to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the everything she was saying, and I and I'm saying this as somebody who's in a relationship that I genuinely like am thankful for pretty much daily. Uh, I'm like, she is absolutely right. And it yeah. makes me so sad that, as Corinne was saying earlier, it's mostly women that have been convinced this. But I think society as a whole, like men and women have both been convinced this, just women a little bit harder, is that the relationship is the thing. The relationship is what you want to get into. And it's like, what if we spend our lives falling in and out of love with people as we see fit? And our, it's like our the real journey is us with ourselves. Like, that's so meaningful and you have so much control over where you want to go like truly sky's the limit when you're single when you are in a relationship there are limits there's limits on who you could fuck if that's your agreement there's limits on what to cook for dinner because there's another human being that you have to be considered being considerate of another person is a real pain in the ass. Yeah. No, but it, but it can be. And it's, it's, yeah. it's uh, regardless of if they're the best person in the world, and I hope they are, but uh, it still takes away energy from you. And I don't care what anybody says. 
every human being should make sure that at least one day out of the week, they are the only living creature in their home or apartment, if you can if you can figure that out. Because it is so unhealthy to just be with another person all the time. Yeah. It's so unhealthy for your soul. I mean, I, I just think it really, it, it just really reeks of suspiciousness that single people never try to sell the single experience to married people, but married people are always trying totally. to sell married life to us. The truth single doesn't people mind are just being walking questioned. around being quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're happy. <laughs> yeah. And the only time we're talking about it is when we're constantly badgered by people saying, why are you single? What are you? That's that's mm. when we're talking about it, when we're fucking badgered. Yeah. We're not be- we're not just going out and so standing funny. on a milk crate. No, I was single for a long like for like two years i think it was no one asked me why i was single. <laughs> they're like, they're i think probably, they saw they you were going through some stuff <laughs> to be honest <laughs> i think it's they, funny now <laughs> wasn't funny then <laughs> oh yeah it's true yeah. i think they were going yeah, through true. some stuff because <laughs> i was like i never got that <laughs> that's why yeah yeah well i actually i get <laughs> i get and again uh, i get unreasonably angry because from time to time people will be like oh come to this place there'll be like a lot of single guys or like they, uh, or as like if try, that's what's gonna get you out or try to like hook me up with someone and i go it's not a priority oh no dude, no, no guys it's not, 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 not that it's not a priority like i'm not recording the whole time michael no 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 oh, no okay. i had i had something to add no no oh. I, I, i'm sorry. can you imagine <laughs> that was a that was a stressful guy yeah, oh my no, god no 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 my my point is 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 not that that's what we get my my point is i find it extremely offensive that just because you are not in a relationship everyone assumes that if you're not in a relationship the whole you time you want to be in a relationship yeah. i go no if i wanted a boyfriend uh, not hard we've we've established that on the show i i yeah, I, I go, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not looking. I'm not interested. I'm not that's not something I'm pursuing right now. Because you created a great life for yourself and you enjoy your own company. I don't want to meet your friends. A relationship should always be the cherry on top to an already beautiful life you have that goes for men, women, non-binary, everybody in between. All the yeah. humans. Yeah, I go, no, I don't want to meet your shitty, as Mike said, leftover friend. Michael, you have something to say? Well, I had I had some there I, I don't think I told this story on this show. I but I was telling I was relaying it to somebody recently. During the that one week between Christmas and New Year's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like a really tough week if especially if you're a, single and alone. What? Yeah. It's like my favorite week of the year uh, cuz no one bothers you. It's a trance. Why, why is it no one for bothers you? you. Cuz I was just alone for a week mm, literally. Okay, Every, nobody was in town, nobody Sounds did, like heaven. It's awful. You don't like that. Didn't yeah. you need a break though? You were so overworked this year. It does, it's not a break when you're just kind of sitting there you want to bond you want to have a connection yeah you know it was bad or with friends you have friends there a lot of them have left you could have come to my house i was just kicking it i i i'm inviting him over to your place now (laughs) The, I'm tr- all right. Yeah, so go to Corinne's. What the fuck's your right, problem? Mike, right, so Mike was anyway, sad. Anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry. So, he wanted to you. kill himself. I, I was talking to somebody that uh, <laughs> when I was in my like early twenties, I kind of had a like a, a little fling with this woman's married now for probably almost a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just kind of like talking casually, and she Facetimed me, and she was doing this. And and I like what I, this guy is doing. Yeah, just she was trying like to the, sell you marriage. The, se- Ew. Yeah, the selling of marriage. That's weird. Click. Yeah. Yeah. And, and her whole thing is just like, I just like, like, I love my husband so much. I just want other people to be as happy as we are. Why should I you? I fucked t- 10 years ago ever called me and talked to give me a no, we never hooked about up. marriage. We never hooked up. We like worked together at the oh. mall and like it was never like that. But we were. No girl we were like, wants to be her friend. Yeah. So, um. She she said something to me because I was trying to like push past the subject. 
was like, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I'm a little, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. She was like, well, I could like set you up with somebody that was in my that sorority feels... who, who like, Ugh. she's like, she's single and she's about our age and she's, you know, she's not really that like attractive, but she's still wow. single or whatever. Hard sell. I was just like, what? I just told she's you that gross, I don't need. She's She's confused. Right. She doesn't know herself. You should like, meet her. Do you think that I'm just hanging out alone for the sake of, like, because like, I, because there's nobody in my life that I could just like pull down and be like, all right, you, let's get married. That's not really the point yeah. of the, like the experience of like trying to meet somebody that is like meaningful to you. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people that are married seem to get lost on the concept. I'm happy that anybody can do it and be very happy and find their person or whatever. But if you don't feel that way, that you have that person in your life, like I personally, I would like to get there, but you can't just pick. They're not just hanging off of trees. Right. Like this is not an easy thing. Well, dating right. is a lot of work. So Finding to, a job right. is a lot of work and dating. They're both separately full-time jobs. Right. Sometimes. So it's like, like, and again, Micah, as a reminder, I just, I've realized re so recently, a lot of these people are picking partners, not soulmates, and it's a completely yes. different thing. And so with us, with our annoying fucking art, artsy fartsy minds, we're all right. looking for soulmates. So many people are content with partner and, right. and more power and, to yeah, you. Yeah. I think if you can be content with a partner, yeah. your life's going to be easier, to be frank. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. A partner is exactly what it says. It's a partner. A soulmate is right. a pain in your fucking ass. Yeah. Who's right. going to make you, you're going to fucking drunk, jump off a bridge one day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, love, huh? If you're not willing to <laughs> jump off writing, a bridge sir. for me, I'm not interested. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that email. Thanks for the email. Yeah, I want to hear from your wife, email. please. Can we hear from your wife now? <laughs> Just to see. Just to see. Okay. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, we talk a lot about therapy on this show. So you know we are big therapy advocates. Whether it's like a, a small question uh, about something that's going on in your relationship or a big question like, should I move across the country to take this job? Sometimes it just helps to have someone not invested in the outcome, i.e. not friends or family or your intimate partner invested in the outcome to talk it through. It also takes the burden off a lot of other people in your life and, you know, reminds them that you love them just for being them, not because you are their free therapist. It's a great thing to learn coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it kind of just makes you the best version of yourself. Like, we are all given a version of ourselves. Why not make it the best version it can be? So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, 
flexible and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Because remember, therapy is like dating. If you don't like therapy, it really might mean that you don't like your therapist. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash guys today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash guys betterhelp.com slash guys yeah uh guys uh after you come see us in los angeles on valentine's day for the 10 30 p.m show after you've had the dinner with your girls uh come see us other places this is going back a little in chronological order but february 9th and 10th if you're in new jersey it's a big state but i'll be right across the river from manhattan at bananas comedy club headlining that and then February 24th is a Saturday. Save the date. Links are not up yet. That's going to be the next Wait What Live. And on March 22nd and 23rd, I'm headlining the Blue Room in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, my debut stand-up comedy album, Good Girl Barbara, is Excellent. now available. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, is now available for you to stream. You can buy it. You don't have to. Do whatever you want. It's on all, all the platforms. Anywhere you would get music uh, or a comedy album, you can now listen to it. And I'm, I'm really proud of it. The jokes have, I mean, I recorded it a year ago. And uh, yeah, I listened back and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that still hits. I like it. So I'm, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. And then uh, I have a Patreon. I talk to you about this every week, guys. You know the deal, but I'll remind you again. Every week I host group Zoom therapy, uh, where you can just come in for an hour and talk about whatever you want. And I got to say, the people that I attract don't do small talk. And I really love that. We get deep. If you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling, this is not a replacement for therapy in any way, but it is nice to just fucking vent and get stuff off your chest. And uh, a lot of times people are going through something similar and they could chime in with much more helpful advice than I could come up with. And I like using it as a, you know, a kind not an open mic, but I'll, I'll insert humor when I find it appropriate. And I got to say, comedy's healing and I'm good at it in these circles. So patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson. And then the voices in our heads, my podcast on big Mikey, big dong, Dicky Coscarelli's hey. network, Slickback Studios comes out every Monday. And that's all for me. All right. And then uh, the next uh, Guys We Fucked Live experience in New York is going to be uh, Thursday, March 7th at 7 oh, p.m. Yeah. at the MasterCard Midnight Theater. Uh, so if you can't make it to the February one, uh, jot that down in your calendar because um, there might be a little bit of a hey, ate us after that. We're not sure yet. We do not know what our lives will entail. Buy tickets and we'll do it more. Um, but for uh, me personally, uh, then February 29th through March 2nd, I am headlining uh, the D.C. Comedy Loft in Washington, D.C. with uh, Chloe LeBranch featuring. And then I have a bunch more dates. That poster will be coming out soon, but a bunch more dates for this spring. So stay tuned for a venue near you. And of course, my show Without a Country comes out every Wednesday on YouTube and also everywhere you listen to podcasts. It usually premieres around like 9 p.m. at night on YouTube. Um, if you are like, where does it premiere? Because I do recommend watching that show live. But it's been really great lately. We've been having so many amazing guests. We had a veterinarian on. We had a journalist on. Um, really digging deep into things. So if you're interested in like 
asking why is the world the way it, it is mm. if you want to be an active be <laughs> yeah if you want to be an active participant in society if you don't like america if you love america i think it's a show for all these kinds of people but if it's, it's for people who want to be active participants in the world in which they think and um strengthen their critical thinking skills that's that show um give it a listen all right yay all right all right um I wanted to say uh, real quick, uh, Ashanti, uh, a, a friend of the show, a friend and a listener of the show, sent me an Instagram uh, video yesterday by the handle was uh, the Cindy Noir, N-O-I-R, N-O, yeah. Um, and she did this kind of like stitched together Instagram post about how it's a really interesting concept that people pleasing is a form of manipulation. Oh, I actually saw that, I think. So true because Cindy was saying she's like the thing that got me to stop people pleasing immediately is when I realized the truth to it it is a hundred percent manipulation you're just using positive things to manipulate but you're manipulating people yeah it's like like, it's self-serving yeah so self-serving I'm like oh my god if that's not I mean my people pleasing things aren't really they're they don't really surface that much anymore but they used to my god but a lot of people I think struggle with people pleasing and so if you are somebody who struggles with it I, I I invite you to to reframe it in your head as a as a part of manipulation. You're not doing that person a service. You're not doing yourself a service by people pleasing. It's like such a trap. It's such a it's a prison, but the the door of the prison cell is wide open. You just got to walk out of it. Right, cuz like she kind of explains like they're they're yesing the people pleasers are yesing people basically to manipulate the reaction that they want out exactly. of the person. Right. Yeah. Which is like, I did watch that. Yeah. One on one manipulation. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I can't believe that's what a, what a profound, simple thing that's kind of been lying there this whole time about people pleasing that I've never looked into. So thank you, Ashanti and at the Cindy Noir. Um, and I just wanted to read this really quick. Um, uh, I read this on the bonus episode a little p- bit. I'm, I'm revisiting this book, uh, Woman Code. I was reading it last night in bed. Usually I read to go to sleep, but then I ended up reading like 100, 100 pages of this book and I was very excited. I'm like, I need to talk about this again on the show because a couple of people DM'd me when I talked about it last year. But, um, you know, my birthday is coming up in a month-ish, February 19th. And usually I'll start celebrating my birthday February 1st. And my preferred way of celebrating is just to buy my stuff, buy, buy myself stuff, say anything I want. But instead this year, I'm going to I'm going to work on the relationship I have with my own body and my health mm. instead of buying shit. I'll probably also buy some stuff, but, you know, um, but this book is really intriguing. And uh, one of the reasons why the second time I've read this, uh, it just the, the information hits more. I'm like, fuck, how do people not know this? How are women going to doctors to a gynecology appointment and the gynecologist, I've never heard a gynecologist talk about any of this shit. And this is so vital to living your life. So she talks about cycle syncing, meaning the, your, your menstrual cycle, there's four hormonal phases. And in each phase, your hormone levels in your, in your body are completely different. So you're going to be more skilled in certain areas than you are in others. And so she talks about, she makes a case for really planning out uh, your month, if you can, um, buy, with your cycle and kind of, if you can save certain activities like asking for a raise, for when you're ovulating and we've all like you felt this have you ever felt that uh, my, i talk about this with my girlfriends a lot when i am ovulating 
I'll know because of the reaction of everybody around me. Like I just, I'm much more magnetic and I'll walk into a bar and get hit on. I don't, I really feel very little change in my entire body or personality because of my menstrual cycle, to be honest. You're very, you're one of the fortunate ones. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this little, this little chunk I just wanted to read, uh, rebuilding your relationship with your body. I was never looking for the menstrual cycle to be the holy grail of my life. I came at this strictly from the standpoint of needing to heal myself physically because she went to a doctor. She was overweight. She had cystic acne. Her hair was fucked up. And she, her doctor was like, I don't know. Try birth control. But what I found from honoring the four phases of my cycle and what I see in the women I work with every day who learn these same skills is that doing so gives a woman access to so much more than a healthier, more fertile, more energetic body. Women who partner with their hormones live more efficiently and strategically. These women end up becoming the fullest expression of themselves and live as leaders and change agents in their own lives and communities. You can tell her client base is New York City women. But the changes you'll make require so much more than simply following my protocol for what to eat, what to do, and how to live each of the four phases of your menstrual cycle. For this plan to be successful you and to truly heal your castaway condition, it must become an effortless part of your monthly experience. And that requires a fundamental paradigm shift in the current relationship you have with your body. Let's face it, many women would rather exist from the neck up and would prefer their bodies take care of themselves. Uh, And yet the hormonal breakdown that results from ignoring your woman code, this is the word that she's given it, is very likely what led you to pick up this book in the first place. That's why I want to make it clear. Living in sync with your weekly flux will actually bolster not deter your career success. It's because you'll be leveraging your mental and physical abilities week by week to work more cleverly and seamlessly instead of pushing against your hormonal current every step of the way. After living within this habit of syncing with my cycle for several years, I began to see even more profoundly how well it is it fits, not just with my own body's natural rhythm, but with how my brain is designed too. And this is the part that I was like, this is very interesting. Women's brains, I learned, function more holistically than men's brains. That is, with a richer conversation between the left and the right hemispheres. As a result, we synthesize multiple pieces of data simultaneously and feel better when we're integrating many different aspects of our lives at once. Men's brains, on the other hand, function in a more binary fashion. Each man is more dominantly right-brained or left-brained. That's why it seems easier for men to live their lives in a rather linear fashion, while women require a life in which we're constantly synthesizing and integrating pieces of information. This reality of synthesis and integration can seem overwhelming and complex, which is why I was completely inspired when I discovered that syncing up with my cycle meant that I could leverage my own hormones and brain behavior and be incredibly productive and efficient. That's just a little... That makes sense. Yeah. That's why men needed a, needed a girlfriend at the office and at home. A hundred percent. Because they can't synthesize. Yeah. Just... That was for you, Mike. That was for you. Thank you. <laughs> what if Mike leaves the show and immediately gets into a healthy relationship? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I've had <laughs> that thought. <laughs> Are you kidding? We're just in his ear too much every week. Yeah. I've had that conversation Sorry with Sorry want more for you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, wait. What conversation? So wait. Like what, whether you guys are in my ear too much. Yeah, we might be. We <laughs> I'm might serious. Be. But that's it, then. Then you. Then the conversation. I think you have with your therapist is why am I so easily influenced? Oh. But also too, there it does. I've never been you. around someone a lot and been like, oh, my opinion changed. Me, uh, me either. Uh, Cult. <laughs> Cult. Listen, Cult. man. This is it's, it's hard not to six, be a long time. 
You guys have been in my ear. Yes. And I got to say, talking about like we, Corinne, you, you and I and you too, Michael, we have a very unique experience with having to talk about relationships and sex and yes. sexuality and yeah. what we want in life. Unique. That's what I every, call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. Every it, yes. week is a lot. You yeah. like some would say draining. So yes. yeah. some, yeah. some would say makes your own life implode. A hundred percent. And it's like, there's it, yes. so much more to life than these topics. These topics are a big part of one's life right. if you want them to be, but like right. there's so much more to life, but there is, it does something to you. The effects not yet known by talking yeah about it so often well i think really the the thing for me that i i think has affected me is that i we've kind of talked about this before but i think what happens to me is that i sit here and i listen to you guys and i listen to the the listeners who will write in mm-hmm. and kind of address their you know bring up their problems with their boyfriends or guys they like or whatever and i think that i take a lot of that stuff and i i put it out into the world mm. in, in my life. Ah. So when I'm in so romantic that situations, energy. well, the thing is, I, I, I really think that there's, a. I try my best to be pretty self-actualized and I've done a lot of work to try to get there. Yeah. And I think what happens is you get out into the world as a man and you take those things with you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times women are so not used to dealing with that, that it, mm. I, I think a lot of times they don't know how to handle it. And I don't want to say that they're scared of it. Maybe that's a, an element of it. But I just think they're so much more comfortable with dealing with like what they're used to with men. Yeah. Just kind of like the the men that like comfort zone. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, when men have standards, it annoys women. I will. I've seen that. I have, and I have been well, and I'll be, un- I'll annoyed just, by men for having standards and I go, oh, of course, you know, but it's beyond, don't do that. It's beyond standard. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's being deferential in a lot of ways. It's being, it's, it's like being a good listener, being somebody that will kind of like yeah. ask about the day and actually listen, you know, and bring something up later. It's like, I think women say that they want that stuff and I think that they do, but I think what happens it, yeah. is they want it from the guy that doesn't do it. They want it from the bad boy. Yeah. Right. yeah they want exactly. it from the guy that they change. Right. right. Exactly. That's exactly right, Christina. So I think that because I'm here and I'm thinking about this constantly and I'm thinking about like what I heard that week and being like, all right, well, mm, like, let totally. me try to address this in my own life. I think a lot of times it like kind of comes back to bite me in the ass. Mm. Yeah. You know what well, I, mean? I, I will say I'm gonna get woo woo for a second. The relationship that I'm in now did not start off healthy in any way and mm-hmm. remained unhealthy for many years. If somebody read it, wrote to us and was like, this is the situation, it was exactly my situation, I'd be like, bitch, what are you doing? Run! But I got to say, like, it, it is, and part of it, like, the noise, you have to shut out the noise while still taking in whatever this person that you're trying to date is, like, doing and, and stuff. But it's also a matter of, I don't think people talk about this enough, like sitting still with yourself and going, how do I want to feel in a relationship? Like at my my most ideal romantic relationship for me that I could think of, what would that feel like for me? My and therapist then, loves to ask that question. But I think, but that's, yeah. and that's what I started doing, uh, certainly over the pandemic. It's mm. one of the reasons why I've loved, one of the many reasons why I loved the pandemic uh, is because I actually got to sit and think and there was no noise of like, wait, mm. what do you just got to get to, it's, it's so simple, but you just got to go, how would I feel safe? Okay. Well, what does that mean? I feel listened to, like you were saying, Michael, that example you brought is a beautiful one in a relationship of any kind. When somebody brings up something again, it's like Corinne's gift giving skills. Right. You're like, holy shit, you listen yeah. in a very intimate, deep way. That's like beautiful and feels like what's well, a lot, like it's a lot of love. And so thinking of those things and not letting yourself get drowned out by all the, uh, you know, dumb bitchery we're reading in this inbox. <laughs> well, right. right. 
and a lot of times it's either like like I think coming from a male perspective, a lot of times it I think it feels sort of like like you said, Christina, like they I remember Hannah Burner told the story about her and Dez. Mm. I loved that story when right. Dez was like, yeah, you're going to play games. I don't yeah. want to be with you. Bye. But she I was think, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. But I think that works. <laughs> Another marriage. I, I don't know what Dez was like before that, but I think that works because it's like a guy who like she was kind of already. She was it a little bit. She was messing with him a little, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it works. Like I honestly, I, I had, I had more women who I think were into me when I was like less, when I was doing less work on myself. Women that like oh. were inter- interested in me, like and trying to get me project? to date them. I see. I see. And a now challenge. I think that like women like spending time with me, but they like it to a point. And then I think when they, when they, it's time to kind of make a decision on whether or not we're going to like. Well, they don't want to be required to show up for you. It is, it's, it's exhausting when someone actually like has standards and you have to like, the, right. we, we as women, I think we're not used to having to be on our best behavior. Uh, I, yeah, I maybe. think that is a very accurate. That could be it. Yeah. I think that's a very accurate thing, Corinne. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, I think like week to week, like I think sometimes the listeners misconstrue our how draining it is to have to like use like something that's like a core part of human existence, like your relationships as fodder kind Mm -hmm. of, and to constantly overanalyze it. So sometimes I think it comes off as like, we're burned out on the show when in reality, reality, it's like, I would love to see any of you do this for 10 years. Oh, we really love that's why I'm talking about hormones now. Right. Like, I don't want to talk about dick right now. I don't don't feel like it. It is to to constantly have to ask yourself questions and analyze your own behavior is really, it's it's difficult and it's gonna make you see things in yourself that like you're i mean i just feel like it's been wonderful because you're like i feel like we advance like quick more quickly because we're forced to because it's our homework every week but also it's like yeah it makes you put in a bad mood a lot yeah because then it (laughs) it makes other people's like bad behaviors more jarring in a way yeah and then kind of going off the bad behavior this actually goes into one of the things i wanted to talk about in the intro this week which is i was thinking about it and i was like i feel like women are more boring than we think we are on dates because we are so used to, and I knew you would agree with me. I knew you would agree with me. No, uh, I, we'll I, finish I, and then I feel I'll... like I agree with you. I, I feel like we are just uh, kind of, it's been set up society. And again, this is heterosexual um, that we show up and we look pretty and we sit there. And part of it is that, uh, you know, men, don't love listening to us talk a lot. I mean, I know that's not true for you, but mm-hmm. there are many men who don't enjoy listening to it. But and and so we don't know how to be interesting, and more importantly, like we don't how know to how connect. To, how to we don't know how to sell ourselves on a date because there is an element mm, of selling yourself 100%. on a date. And I really feel like I felt like that when I was on that impromptu date for two, like hacked. Like all, both those guys had really interesting stories, and I don't want to say they were queued up to impress me, but like. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I am a really interesting person. I'm literally living my dreams. I have a, a ton of interesting stories, but like, I don't have the ability like on a Rolodex to just pull them up mm. in, and prepare it in a succinct way with like, you know, almost like a stand up act. These men right. had things prepared. Like this one guy. They do. They have an act. Yeah. He, yes. he told me this Every one. Man give has give an me act. the hits. This you know, one like riveting know. story about like the death of his, uh, of his, of his dog. Yeah. And then the other guy, I mean, the other guy just had a, has a wild, a, a, in entertaining life because of other factors but Mm. like and in my head i'm sitting there going like i probably am coming off as boring right now and like i guess it doesn't matter because i think these two men are like kind of like trying to impress me so in the dynamic right now it doesn't matter it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter but it really made me think of like if i was trying to impress one of these guys like 
I don't got I don't have the goods right now to, to to do so. And I think that's like true. I've heard a lot of my guy friends talk about going on dates with women they were interested in and, and being bored. And I think mm. when oh, we interesting. And I think when we think about ourselves as women, like, you know, we, we shit on men all the time and like we're like, impress us, show up, do this. But it's like, are you we being, don't do that? <laughs> are you being interesting on your dates? Do I mean, you have a story? Do yeah. you have a first date act? Because I sure as hell don't. I, I do. What are you talking about? That's why I love dating. <laughs> I, I got I got aliens, ghosts. I got so many stories on date. I love dating because I got so many well, stories. But aliens and ghosts is just you passing along other other information that you know. Like I have information that I know that I can pass along. I'm talking about like kind of stories that say to show who you are. Yeah, I got those too. <laughs> it depends. Well, see, the thing is, you can't for I guess for me going on a date like with saying I'm going to talk about this and this. You can't do that because you don't know how the vibe is going to be. You got to see what interests that other person and what are their sure areas of expertise or areas of interest or where does their where do well, their curiosities lie? To, Christina, <laughs> uh, you could. I love dates. Yeah, I'm like I'm super good at like talking to people and like li- listening and and getting deep into and like I can go deep fast. Like that's no problem. But as far as like do I have like a sell myself about my life story? Not really. No. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Sell yourself about your life, yeah, because you don't. I don't really your... have that. No, yeah. I think you need to though. If yeah. you're trying to impress someone, you need to have a you need to have a story off which you're selling yourself. And mm. I don't, ha- I don't have that. I also think because that... my career to me, my career is that. But what am I supposed to say? Look at my Instagram page. No, of yeah. course not. That's right. insane. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I I think it's a fair point, Corinne. I think that it is. I th- I think it it's probably a role reversal for women. I think that may, yeah, it's this weird formula where i think a lot of women are conditioned to like listen on dates yeah and men will just kind of like bloviate they'll just talk, talk themselves talk. into a hole yeah i just see yeah. so many women online talking about going on boring dates and i gotta and i gotta be asked half the time and especially if i know these people i go i think it's you it might it, be it, and a lot of times two two boring people find each other and have a great time on a date which yeah. i've always found cool fascinating. that's cool that i love when two people boring people find like, each other it's like that is beautiful. It's yeah. so bizarre. You didn't, you didn't know there was two such specific shades of vanilla. Yeah. Well, and uh, I personally think that I'm a very interesting person, and obviously, like, like, uh, uh, people choose the people that they want to go on a second date with for a lot of reasons. But there have been times where I felt that I was interesting on a first date, and I was just like, "I'm giving you the a stuff here." Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Like I'm, I'm teaching you. I'm, I'm like talking about some things that I like. I'm talking about my family a little bit. My sister with Down syndrome. Everybody oh, loves that. Oh, you gotta hit that. You, know? you gotta well, hit I, the and sister I'm with Down listening syndrome. To you, but I'm you can tr- be interesting on a date and still not have a connection. I've been interested by men on dates and still not wanted to fuck them, so I didn't go on a second date. There's been very few times for me where I have found a woman interesting that I wanted to like see again, wow. and then I, and then I just was like, all right, well, you're interesting, but I don't want to see you again. That's me, but that's, my, my yeah, personal that's, preference. Yeah, but, but that's that's a flipped. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because sometimes ugly people are interesting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Usually right. they're more interesting. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah. yeah. And so I appreciate spell. that more. Yeah. That it's so much hotter to be interesting. Yeah, no, because I th- I think I have like a very interesting and unique worldview. But as far as and like, life and, and my, we have my life, the day, but also it's like I'm also the, pro- and this is, this hurts me in stand up too. I just don't have the urge to to get people to like me. I don't care, so I don't try. But like, that's interesting. But it's not interesting on a date when you have to sell yourself. Like I, you mm. need to have the motivation inside yourself a little bit to make someone want to like you. And I don't. I, that's missing. I don't have it. It's the same reason. <laughs> it's the same reason why I, I stray away from meeting people's parents because I know I lack that, and I don't want to. 
uh, upset my partner mm. by, you know, I, I like I and I, and I it's also like really hard for me to like fake. Totally, totally, totally. So yeah, I yeah. just go if I avoid, right. then no disaster. Right. I just don't have that that that. Oh, I hope they like me. Well, you know what? I, Never, think, I don't I think, think that's ever case. crossed my mind. Maybe like maybe Victoria Beckham. I would want her to like me. Yeah, but that that's pretty much it. See, that's the difference. I have that. Well, also spades. when you're going on a date, when I, you're going really? on a date, yes, you don't know if you want this person to like you yet because you don't know if you like them. So it's all just like sizing each other up for a while. Well, but no, I don't have that at all because for me, it's like if this is the person for me, they'll just sense me, my my energy and they'll like me innately. I, but and I honestly I that works a lot. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> it though. works a lot, <laughs> and so I know it's right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that I think I should have a more. I mean, this is like uh, for a thing that I'm not doing when dating, but like I, I just feel it was more like a commentary on women in general. I just think like maybe mm. watch yourself. Like if you think you are, you're constantly bored on dates, like maybe it's maybe you. you're the boring one. Yeah. Maybe look in that compact mirror, girl. Yeah. That's where that boredom's coming from, that mouth hole. Yeah. 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 The list guest is not boring. No, she's certainly not. Oh my God. No, this is the least not. boring guest we could possibly <laughs> ask for. I'm so I'm so excited to have her back. She's a she's an amazing New York City stand-up comedian, and she's host of the Zillennial News Show, News for Women. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Chloe LaBranch. Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Today's episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Quince. I love Quince. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. 
Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. I love this website. I'm on it right now. They have suitcases. They have things for babies and kids. They have men. They have women. They have home. I love a home section. Oh my God. And the products are gorgeous. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, okay? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, because I do have tops that are silk and I do wash them and then they disintegrate, but not on Quince. Okay, the best part of all, all items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, okay? I love, I have this beautiful hunter green purse from Quince that I love and use every day. Their bags are gorgeous. Indulge in affordable luxury. Just go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Chloe LaBranche, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Hey. Hard, hard worker, working. Hard, working. Um, working hard. Professional as it gets. Yeah, hell yeah. Welcome yeah. back, Chloe. Thank you for having me. You really caused a splash you. last time you were on the podcast, so. Did I? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, 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 a, you're an example of someone who you have a lot of stories that are Love it. extremely interesting mm-hmm. and reveal like 75 lifetimes that you've lived before this one. Every time I see TJ Miller, he just says, you got the best stories. And like, wow, walk t- over the, to, that coming from TJ, I walk over to a random person, like a stranger at the bar. Who's not even a community. This girl, great stories. And I'm like, I've never even told TJ a story. Oh, what? <laughs> oh no. He just senses it. For he him. told himself a story about you. <laughs> yeah. He's great. We were talking about buying stuff before <laughs> we started right into that one. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> stop it. And then you had something to say, and I didn't want you to forget it. Oh, well, no, I just I Cr- love buying stuff. Christina and Chloe are talking about like buying a lot of stuff, and Christina's like, Yeah, man, I'm an addict. And I just can't keep buying. And I and I what I wanted to add to the conversation was like, no, we all like buying stuff, Christina. It's not, yeah. it's not we're not snorting fucking keychains from Amazon <laughs> off the table. It's it's called retail therapy for a reason. We literally all like it. Well, yeah, but for sure. But I have this, I'm trying to write a joke about this. You know the stranger. Which is where a guy sits on. Oh, his I thought dominant- you meant the book by Camus, but you mean the Not fucking jerk off I mean the thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know who Camus is. I'm sure she's great. <laughs> it's a guy, and he's like, it's I'm sure he's book. awesome. Oh, he sits on his hand to yeah, make you it numb. Sit on your dominant hand until it falls fully asleep, <laughs> and then you jerk off with that hand, and it feels like a stranger's jerking you off because you can't feel your yeah. hand. I don't know a single man that's ever done that. What? I know I've like heard. five. I, really? I know, yeah. Nobody that I know I've has ever done that. I've heard about that, but I also have never met anyone who's done it. Oh, I've, I've Or met maybe I have and you only you know yeah. them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe they only tell me those things because they feel safe. Um, but my version of the stranger is getting super stoned at night alone in my home and buying all this shit online and then forgetting about it. And then it's like the whole week is Christmas. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm my own best friend. I think you just wrote you some joke. stuff. Yeah, I, I go. Oh, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> What's the joke? Dude, that, what you, you just, just said. said. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Done. Wow. We're like Chloe at her day job. We're just multitasking. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like earthquake. <laughs> oh my god, Mike. I mean, I really, I would really like if you, if you love us in the show. Yeah. 
and this might be considered assault, but we don't really have an HR Uh-oh. here at Guys We Fucked. <laughs> you would go home and try the stranger and then come back and report it back to us next That's week. That's actually very true. I, I, I'll Are do you it. dedicated? Are you? Do you care about us? Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, it's do not, you you've never me? asked me to do that Okay, before, well, we're but... asking you to make your hand go numb and then... <laughs> Then flick your dick to it. I'm it. so I, curious. Flick your dick. Well, yeah. I, mean, I was just trying. I was trying to make something. I, I bailed halfway through. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I'd be willing to do that. it. I just I, again, it's not. You really got to sit on it. To make I think it it's down. just presented in in like society as something that guys do all the time. That every guy's like, oh yeah, dude. Like like I, I gave myself a stranger last weekend. How great was that? I just don't know anybody that's ever done that. Like it, I've talked to a few guys who have. It's so yeah. funny to me because I I just always thought that that was just like it's some so like a joke that basically got that's out of true. hand. No. And now, oh, good pun. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but yes, thank you, Chloe. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody that's ever done that. Well, I'm, we're I'm about to, to try meet somebody it, but... next week, Eric. What about your boyfriend? By the way, text Eric. Thank you. Oh, are we letting that out of the bag? We, I didn't. Oh. Just, we, yeah, is oh, that shoot? God. Is that okay? Oh, no, I don't know. Cut I, it. Eric I'm, wasn't I'm sure if Chloe wanted it. No, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah, but Eric was trembling. He was like, I don't know if I should tell anyone. Scared of me. Yeah. Nice. 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 Well, I don't think I've ever said great boyfriend to anybody. Now you know why I reported back such. Because you said the same thing about I, me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She had such rave reviews. I was like, I we must meet this angel of a man. He's and a he, nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Great advice. Great face. Good demeanor. <laughs> great like face. chill. You know, just like I, yeah, I was very impressed. Yeah, he's quite hot. How'd you guys? How'd you guys meet? I like that we're like complimenting like how he is as a person. You're like, he's a real piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck. Uh, I'd give him a stranger. Um, <laughs> I uh, we met um, through uh, Ryan Long. Tell oh. the real story, Chloe. Uh, <laughs> uh, we met on um, no, Craigslist. no, uh, <laughs> I don't know where. Okay, the actual like no, no, no. Right through Ryan Long isn't a lie, but like the you know the nitty gritty of the circumstances to me, I find pretty hilarious. Well, if was, you don't mind sharing, I was on my journey at the time, <laughs> which means I was drunk and I, I had had like so. Ryan was headlining Laugh Boston, the big club, and I was headlining the shithole Nick's comedy stuff, <laughs> which I just went back to last week. Just and out, out sober out my Appreciate yes it. and out my window of the hotel it was just the Wilbur with the signs of everyone we're friends with their names <laughs> popping up I'm like sold out yeah it's just literally everyone we know and it's I'm beautiful. like cool. and then I walk around a corner and Nick's is in a dark alley and the sign <laughs> is falling off and I go in I'm like okay cool and you can hear the bass from the nightclub underneath yeah. going on the whole show mm, I yeah, love that it was a lot but I it, it was I love a d- the sounds of a distant dance floor while you're performing comedy it's and nice. then it, if you don't get off the stage right at 930 the DJ comes up behind you and starts setting up <laughs> while you're on stage <laughs> did that happen to you oh the romance Luckily, of comedy no, because I was like, I got to go. Um, but I did get really heckled. I Didn't I text you about those really drunk girls? They were, the, they were women. Yeah. They were in their 50s. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Eric was doing the show. He was featuring for me because I'm a fucking yeah. feminist. And I, well, <laughs> I was going to say I not fucked my time. opener. So maybe that's not feminism. That's no, it just is. more creepy. It's but, ingrained misogynism. <laughs> no, because women have more freedom to be creepy because uh, we've allowed all the men to steal the creepy energy for so long. It's our turn. Yeah, well, femini- if feminism is equality, if that's how you're defining it, then yes, mm-hmm. that is feminist to fuck your opener. Feminist, it's equality. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So these really drunk women start heckling when Eric's on stage. He's talking about like global warming and one yells out, we don't want to hear your political bullshit. We want jokes. <laughs> and Boston. Then, yeah. And then by the time I get on. Philly's I, meth brother. Yeah. yeah right? And they were like these like, I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? It's a birthday. And she's like, I'm 50, bitch. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you guys want to get political or what? And uh, they were like, no. And then they just kept like yelling during the whole show. So the the security at Nick's didn't tell him. The security guard there has been shot nine times and he's not well. But um, it's not a 50 cent uh, happy story. I guess that's an anecdote about how you can be a dumb bitch even well into your 50s. Oh, for sure. And then they especially in Boston. Yeah. They get up and they just start leaving like 10 minutes into my set. All of them like knocking shit over. And then I'm like, where are you guys going? They're like, we're out of here. And I was like, oh, what, you run out of Coke? And they're like, fuck you. I go, I hope you get fentanyl in your Coke and die tonight. <laughs> and nice. then one of them was like, you're not even funny. I was like, and I was like, you'll never get custody of the kids. And <laughs> Great. Then, Great one, then they left. And then one came back in and they're like, you're not funny. That's why we're leaving. And I was like, I'm sorry you're so lonely that at home that you need to come here and talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just like screamed. And then I was like, you guys are cunts. So I didn't handle it well. But <laughs> I do want to pop it in and say, this is Chloe sober. This is her behavior yeah. sober. Oh, okay. this is not, this is the other yeah, day. You, you, yeah, you oh, veered I'm, off I'm of sorry. the topic. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. That so was I was like, wait, is this how you met your boyfriend? No, no, no. no. I met him better. This is just, the, this is just what happened literally this weekend at Nick's. Comedy just, stop. I'm not. I thought therapy. this was the tale from this your is actually. Days. If we could clip this and then maybe we could do a collab with Nick's comedy stuff. Because <laughs> yes. what, what an excellent promotion you? for them. Yeah, that's that would true. be great. They have a huge following too. Um, Nick's yeah. couldn't get tickets to the Wilbur. Right. Yeah, go to Nick's. <laughs> right. Chloe right. right. just started spiraling about her career, and we just heard about a weekend at Nick's. Yeah. And we're like, okay, back to when you were in the green room with Ryan Long and you met Eric. Okay, <laughs> so I was doing Nick's and I was drinking. <laughs> I did it a year. I do it every year. So now we have a little flavor about what Nick's is. I do Nick's every we, year. We know what the headspace that you were in was. Um, yeah. uh, Sarah Armour, the talented, was supposed to feature for me, but she had. She said she wasn't going to book a hotel room till a day of because of the moon. <laughs> She had a good no. feeling that the moon no, was going to provide. Is, is, she's very into astrology. Okay. She said the moon would provide. She's gifted, yeah. So she didn't need to get a hotel because day off because she had a feeling. <laughs> then the moon didn't provide and it went and up. This is why women are taken seriously. And so That's I just, some shit I would say. Yeah, I just went alone. I had to get like a super expensive hotel room. I was like, okay, Jesus Christ. And um, oh, no. I just had random people there. They put up like eight guest spots. And I was, you know, at this point, I had bought the thing Nick. of mushrooms yeah. before it. Cause, and I hadn't had a drink in 76 days. So I thought I was killing it. But I brought, I just was like, I'll do some mushrooms. And I got this <laughs> mushrooms called Texas Dick. And <laughs> it reminds me of Jefferson. <laughs> Or like, where, where you- <laughs> this this drug dealer, it's like private jet or something. They come to your house in a suitcase and you can get can't stems in, and New, York caps or, in or- New York. Oh yeah, I know this guy with like a silver suitcase. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, oh caps, I can't. Oh, so I get chocolate bars. I got no, I got and caps and stems. So you, oh, shit. you so you bought the mushrooms from a suitcase in New York and then went to Boston. <laughs> yes, in the expensive hotel. Okay. Yeah. So I go to that hotel. Okay. I, I'm doing Nick's the first night. You do Nick's. You do I, mushrooms. I, I, you do an Eric. Oh, I was super hungover because I met this guy who's 21 the night before, and he was driving to Boston, and he was like, oh, "I'll give you a ride." He was a comedian, and I was like. All right, great, but I'm leaving tonight, and we're driving all night. And I was like, okay, so I guess I should get some Coke tonight. 
so I could stay up and talk in the car. And so then I started doing coke that night. And then we get there. I sleep at his parents' house. But luckily, his parents were in Puerto Rico. So I slept on the pullout couch in his parents' house. a random 21-year-old guy? Yeah, comedian. Nice guy. But you knew him previously, right? No, I met him that night. And he ended up featuring. Uh, we, we give I'm you so two opportunities. You're still here. I know we give you two opportunities to make the story safer. Yeah. And you said, nope, cocaine. Yeah, overnight he, driving. he ended up hosting for me at Nick's this weekend. Oh, it worked out. <laughs> I like how Chloe, Chloe is, you know, like, a, like a, a sweet little comedian, but she has stories like she's from, was like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're also one of the few people that I've met in my life where I'm like, I need to be friends with you when we're in our 70s. Thank you. I just need to. I know. I, I, just, I go. I love that you no. think Chloe's making. Yes. Okay, sixties. Sixties. How about sixties? I'll take thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. How about the mid fifties? How about the spring? How about you're gonna make? You're gonna make it. How about the next year? I do Nick's. Well, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so that yeah, nice guy. And then I uh, went to my hotel, and then you know, I was super hung, so hungover, and. I started drinking, uh, whatever. I was a terrible show that night. The next day, I woke up. I had a beer or two because I was chilling at the hotel alone. And that's what you do when you're a man. And uh, <laughs> so next is some, like, super old, like, black dude named Winston. And he was telling me all about, this is a nice bar, but you got to be careful. Thieves everywhere. <laughs> Thieves. <laughs> I and love I was that like, word. Really? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I drove limousines for 45 years. Whoa. I know these rich liars. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Winston. And oh, Winston's awesome. Then I went and I was going to stay at the, uh, I got a room instead at the hotel that Ryan and JJ and Eric were all staying at. I never met Eric before or JJ. I met JJ before. And so I take my stuff from the hotel before my show at Nick's. I go and I bring it to uh, the green room at Laugh Boston. And I'm like, cause I had to check out, you know, so I leave it there. And then I, uh, see, what did I, I think I saw Eric for like two seconds and he like walks in. Cause Ed, Ryan was like, one of my friends is coming to do a guest spot. And they just thought I was going to be like another, like JJ Lieberman type. Yeah. And then Ryan, Eric says he walks in and he's like, Oh, there's a hot girl here. This is Ryan's friend. That's doing the guest spot. Mm-hmm. I was not drunk by that point. And then whatever I leave, I go do Nick's. I get cut off. At Nick's before no. I get on stage, uh oh, I got I got cut off before I did an hour. Wait, and you, you get cut off from, from drinking? drinking? Yeah, okay. At By the who? Bar, the bartender at Nick's. Wow, was his name Nick? <laughs> Is that Nick? <laughs> his name was Stop. I love of the Nick's comedy Stop. <laughs> I love that they cut you off at, at, at the club and then invited you back the next year. Yeah, yeah. That, that says something about Nick's. This is really just a long form ad for Nick's comedy Stop. They don't got a booker. Too, <laughs> and he asked me for Rex the other day for women Rex. And women like, Rex. I was like, for the big club or the little club. <laughs> Because I booked me, I did Laugh Boston for a one-nighter and I sold a lot of tickets randomly and because there was a, like a corporate event that they thought were my fans. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> so then don't so give then, away all your secrets on the air, Chloe. Well, oh, so before I go to Nick's, I do the Don't Tell comedy because Nick's is at eight. They've Don't Tell at like seven or something. So I get on Don't Tell. Okay. Then I meet these people there 
I'm pissed. It's BYOB. Everyone's out of alcohol. I'm like, this place sucks. And <laughs> so I meet these like four people that are really drunk. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go headline another club around the corner. Do you guys want to come? And they're like, yeah. So they walk with me to Nick's. I tell the bouncer there are my college <laughs> friends. They sit in the front row. One of them falls asleep during my set. <laughs> yeah. then, then I meet these other girls at Nick's every time my show. As close as Nick's, you guys gotta do a shot. This yeah. is now a drinking yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I bring these other four people to the show at Laugh Boston. So I'm like, uh, Ryan, I brought some of my fans. And then I go into the green room and I see Ryan when I walk in. I, right when I get in, I order a tequila soda from this guy because I headlined that a year ago and it was the sound guy, Eddie, who I made out with the year ago <laughs> when I was yeah. there. And I brought him to karaoke. And so I was, I was like, good to see you, Eddie. Uh, you know, the regular. Only been there once. And uh, <laughs> and then Ryan I, Ryan comes in and he goes, yeah, Chloe, we got a four camera setup. Maybe you want to stop drinking. And I'm like, and <laughs> it's I go, a bad news when Ryan tells you to stop <laughs> drinking. And I was like, nah, it makes me funnier. And, <laughs> and then I go on stage and I do a six minute guest spot. First of all, before I go on stage, Ryan's like somewhere else. Eric is just in the green room. I My luggage is in the green room and I just start changing in front of Eric. And he's just sitting there and I'm like changing. I'm like, I think I'm going to wear something sluttier for the next show. <laughs> and Eric is like, who the fuck is this person? I don't even know his name by this point. So then... Eric brings me up on stage. I'm so drunk. I'm supposed to do six minutes. I am in this like tiny shirt and I'm laying on my side on the stage on like stage. like a fucking mermaid. And I'm talking to a guy in the front row. I'm like, so would you fuck me? And <laughs> classic comedy joke. Yeah. Classic <laughs> hack move. So then I. This is your death jam. I didn't even know they did the light. I run the light by six minutes. Oh, uh, for you a doubled six, your set. For a six-minute set, I ran the light by six minutes. Because <laughs> you were laying down and, and then I like, stand it. up and I go, and now for our headline, Ryan Long. Oh, no. And it's just going to be the feature next. <laughs> <laughs> So Eric just runs out because luckily he was in the green room and he brings up JJ. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm in the green room after I'm talking to Eric. I was like, yeah, that was pretty good, right? I was like, that was pretty ballsy of me to lay on the stage. I was like, you don't see many comics who take risks like that in this industry. <laughs> I think I'm God at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, I like uh, how you get drunk and it gives you bipolar disorder. <laughs> just have a grandiose vision of yourself. Yeah, oh yeah. And I am the shit. You're like a tiny Chris Farley. And then I just opened my bag. I was like, time to have some mushrooms. And, oh and so then I opened God. the mushrooms. I started eating them. I look over oh. at Eric. I was like, do you want some or what? And Eric is like, uh, uh. And then I was like, stop being such a bitch. And I go and I sit on Eric's lap and I just start shoving them in his mouth. And he's like, I just want to see how much you're putting in. I was like, stop being such a pussy. And, and, then, and then I shoved them all in his mouth and he's like, and I put my fingers on his lips. I go, shh. So you assaulted him. And then, and I, and then, I, and then I kissed him on the mouth after. <laughs> yes. I had no interest in this man at this point. Okay. Show's over. 
Oh, We're all out, you know. I think I'm talking to my fans. They don't know who I am. There's a step and repeat. I knock it over once, and then I get cut off by Laugh Boston. But I knew some of the bartenders oh from the year God. before, so they're making me secret drinks. Oh my God, Chloe! Holy shit! This is still one story. This is the same story. This is how we met. I get a lot done. If People, you get married. Nineteen minutes and twenty. We need. We talked about Nick's comedy stuff for a long time <laughs> we're 100 tagging nick's comedy stop uh, this. <laughs> yeah it was it gets sad at the end though all right so Uh-oh. you're at, you're outside with your fans that aren't your fans you knock yeah over the step yeah and one of them was really drunk i brought from the other show and she's showing me um she's wearing like those nipple pasties yeah and, and i just rip it off and i slam it on re- the step and repeat <laughs> and it's okay. just on the thing when the his fans are taking sponsor. pictures uh-huh and then Eric has his like luggage with him, like because he's a filming. And I start talking to him, and I was like, "So you're really a male model?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "My mom was a model. I get it." <laughs> and then I, Eric says, "I said to him, just kiss me," and I make him kiss me. <laughs> he's significantly taller than you. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> And then we go back to the hotel. I also love that that a, a really drunk chick that you just met says, "Just kiss me," and he does. And he it. does. It. <laughs> Welcome to Five Hundred Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos, and I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's "Dreams" to The Ronettes' "Be My Baby," and modern day classics like The Killers' "Mr. Brightside." Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March, and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. That's an obedient man. Also, JJ was drinking red wine. He doesn't drink often, but he was just enjoying himself. And I accidentally bumped into him and spilled his red wine all over him. <laughs> That's funny. To do to JJ. That's funny to do to You know JJ. that game Mousetrap? Mm-mm. When we were kids? Hell yeah. yeah, yeah this sure. is the craziest like, game you'll ever see. Uh, fuck, I love that game. So it's like a, lo- it's like a little you know, shenanigans you get into on a game board. But it's just like, you know, the trap. So and the good. last one is the trap comes down over the mouse. But you have mm-hmm. to like, the, the marble falls and oh. goes down. The- oh, I know you're I talking feel like about. This is your I still night. Have it. This is your night that night. And this the trap just- coming down on the mouse was you finding love. This is anyway drinking for me. The thing is, people give alcoholic shit. Oh, they're lazy. We get a lot done. Yeah. Well, so I was talking about this last night. Some, some people genetically, alcohol is hey, an Mike. upper for them. I drink alcohol and I'm like, I want to go to fucking bed. Oh, no. Once I have a drink, I'm like, let's go. Right. 
And I'm like, if I had that, if alcohol gave me that feeling, I would 100% be an alcoholic. But when I was like, in my 20s, it gave me that feeling. Then my 30s, it just not, it made me tired. Yeah. I don't know how sometimes I can make it. I can start drinking in the morning and be up till 4 a.m. Whoa. Yeah, you got that gene then. And it makes sense. Like Called it, alcoholism. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> but part, part of the alcoholism gene is that it's an upper, I think. Yeah, but until it's not. Because I can get really, I, I get, until you, um, so you lose your home. Yeah. Until yeah. <laughs> so you and your kids. Until <laughs> so you kick your dog. Um, <laughs> Claire yeah. doesn't have a dog, don't worry. Yeah, sorry. You guys are dog owners. That was I know triggering. you're Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I've kicked your If dogs. someone kicked my dog, I would murder them in front of everybody they've ever cared about. Oh, okay. All right. So. That was intense. I have a temper. I love that. I, so do I. And then sometimes when I drink, I get real angry. Oh, really? I've never seen you angry. Yeah, we've seen it. You have? I, have I? I don't think yeah. I've seen it. Where? Uh, <laughs> party at the stand when we were, we were trying to force you into an uh, Uber to go home because you were knocking over tables and you, we, were, we were trying to prevent you from ruining <laughs> your entire career. Oh, that was during, <laughs> that was Halloween when I dressed as Girl Interrupted. I Where was this, this wasn't last year when I started, This was like right? two years ago. This was oh, right okay. before I went to a rehab. Okay. And I was, I dressed as Girl Interrupted. I had like <laughs> eyeliner all over here. I was wearing like this ripped up shirt. I, were you Angelina this, or were you? Angelina, the, of yeah, course. Though. I was like. Yeah. She took the Santa Slavsky approach to the yeah, Halloween I was costume. method. <laughs> and then I went downstairs and Ryan and Danny were like, get the fuck out of here. Because we were all, it was a group chat it, attempted intervention. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, Danny's very, very, always very sweet to you when you're drunk. And he, and he was, you know, Danny had a nice childhood. So he mm. is like, you know, confused. Ryan but, is usually like, here's a drink. No, I don't judge. I, I didn't want to say it, but I was, I was like, Ryan's wasn't helping. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember that because they were doing like roast battle or fight club downstairs. Yeah. And I walked downstairs to check it out because I thought I was going to just get on and be a judge for no reason. <laughs> and then there were some, girl doing a Helen Keller joke and I started yelling I'm the only one in New York who does Helen Keller jokes. I miss that. <laughs> That's hilarious though. It's Queen of New York over here. Nuts. Anyway, so back to the Eric love. Oh no, it was a long story. They cut up the bar. So you, 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 you semi-sexually assaulted him by forcing him to kiss you. Apparently I took him into the place. bathroom at the hotel and made him make out with me. Chloe Piven over here. Can you make a guy that tall when you're that much shorter make out with you? I guess you can. He keeps saying you want to have sex with me, but you're too drunk. I said, Eric, absolutely not. I was hooking up with JJ that night. No, I'm no. kidding. I'm done fucking with you. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, so. Chloe Weinstein. Yeah. yeah then so, I, and then that was the last night. Oh, and then Eric was the camera guy. So I had to start messaging with Eric. I don't remember making out with him at all. And I so Ryan was like, yeah, Eric has your tape. And I was terrified to watch my tape because mm. I was like I don't think I can watch this yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be so bad and Eric had it and I'm like how, I was texting him and I got his phone number I was like oh we're talking on Instagram I was like how bad is the tape and he's like it's good and I was like oh, how no. fucking bad is oh, this tape God. and then he like wouldn't tell me and then <laughs> we started DMing and then I looked at his Instagram I was like oh my God this guy's so hot I had no idea <laughs> So funny, Chloe. No so idea. then I was like, I think we should text. It'll make all this easier. So then we start texting and then I just FaceTimed him. And I was like, hey. And he was like, hey. And I was like, how's my tape? And he was like, what? And I was like, then I just sent him a picture. I was like, this is my outfit today. What are you wearing? And well, you're, you're getting all Clementine from Eternal Sunshine vibes here. Yeah. And then like, it. then two days later, I was like, I'm getting bored. I'm just going to rip him a nude. So I sent him a nude and he got really confused. And then we were FaceTime. We kept FaceTiming. And he kept FaceTiming when he's at the gym. And then, <laughs> Wait, he well, got yeah. confused? 
Yeah, because I sent him a nude because he was like, I thought this was just business. Right. What, well, kind, what, not, what, what kind of a nude? I don't really. Just the topless? Or? Top. Okay. And then. Was it like a tit? Two tits? Like me? Like both tits? Like was it like. It was just like a of... selfie. Like. Eh, oh, okay. In cool. a mirror. Okay. Cute. And then he was confused. Yeah. And then we were. And then I fa- was FaceTiming with him. And when I your was nude like, is met with confusion. That's. I was moment. like, yeah, well, you're like, you're only 28. And he was like, 28. I'm 24. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> Uh oh. I was like, oh shit. And then, whatever, we just kept talking. I was like, whatever, he's hot. And then three days later, I'm like, he's the one. And I'm like super attached. And then I'm just like fucking with him. I'm like, I have to see you. And he's like, okay, I guess I could buy you a flight to Chicago. Like, is, was Eric an active participant in, <laughs> in this relationship? He bought the flight. No, okay. I know. I'm, I'm so it's confused because I know now how pressure. much Eric likes you, but I, I'm confused about how this really came to be. He just told me he thought he was like, oh, this is like an older, like hot, successful comic. Right. To me, to him, I was successful because, right. you know, he just got out of preschool. So, <laughs> dude, his first day of preschool was 9 11. <laughs> That is the age difference. It's upsetting. I was in a fucking eighth grade on 9 11. Yeah, I was in like, I was in like seventh grade. I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I was watching the planes go down. You were playing, you were watching Penguins Club. Yeah. 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 So, it is what it is. Have you ever dated a younger guy? Never before him. It seems fun. It seems really, I've never done it, but it seems very fun. Well, my boyfriend right before him was nine years older than me and had a seven year old kid. Oof. So it's a yeah. big difference. Huge to, difference. to go from dating someone who has a kid to date a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, For I sure. just dating a kid. Yeah. Eric was like, when Eric did your guys' podcast, he was like, oh, well, I told him I had a girlfriend and, and I, I was younger. I was like, how much younger did you say, Eric? Because this is all going to be a lie. Except for I tell everyone. I'm always like, I, I just, I'm like, oh, I'll never tell everyone the age difference. And I meet like a homeless guy and I'm like, do you think it's weird? <laughs> like, do you think this is weird? <laughs> like at Starbucks, they write on my coffee, just like nine years older. Yeah. <laughs> That's my name at Starbucks. So you met him while you were in the throes of, of like alcohol, coke and stuff. And then, and then along the way you got sober. Mm-hmm. What, what was the, I always love hearing people's turning point. Like what, yeah, this is very interesting. What was the turning well, point when the so when i visited him i was like yeah i'm not drinking i had like not drank for like a week and a half and he was like yeah 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 because i think it was mom someone and people a lot of people in his family have drinking problems he's from milwaukee yeah everybody's yeah. a fucking alcoholic yeah there. or not so it doesn't yeah. like phase him you know because he's just around so many alcoholics and uh yeah so i was like yeah i've been drinking a week and a half i was like yeah i'm not really that bad because he doesn't know me so i lie i'm like it's not that bad it was just like a crazy night for me because i hadn't drank in 76 days so i was such a lightweight that night right right right. you know usually i'm pretty cool and he, yeah. I was like, yeah, don't you worry. You can't convince men of this. I've ha- I've met yeah, men on a wild I mean, night, and then and then you're like, I never do never this. Do and you're this. like, when I say never, I mean like All once the- every six months. Yeah. yeah. It's not then, that bad. So I go to visit him, and I'm like, yeah, don't worry. I won't be drinking. We're just going to hang out. I booked like shows in Chicago, because I was like a nerd in comedy there. Well, I had Rosemont yeah. with you after yeah. my breakup. Right. That went well. Um, <laughs> you didn't book me again for two years. Uh- <laughs> well, that wasn't because of your comedy, though. <laughs> no, but... um. <laughs> No, thank you for that gift. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, so I go there. He picks me up at the airport and I was like, I'm starving. Let's go somewhere. He's like, what are you hungry for? I'm like, I just want some bar food. 
already fucking already have a plan. Yeah. I'm like, let's just go to like, I love dive bar food. It's my favorite. Just anywhere they serve drinks and food, but also drinks. Yeah, we sit down at a dive bar type of thing outside. And I just immediately, I'm like, I'll have an IPA. (laughs) And he was like, I thought you were drinking. Wait, what? And I was like, I'm just nervous to meet you. And... (laughs) just gonna calm me down were you genuinely nervous i got really uncomfortable right when i got there yeah like he went to kiss me inside oh oh yeah and he's he's so cute scary he picked me up in his in his little convertible oh he has an audi convertible nice yeah i learned all about star wars and the parts and the ship in it (laughs) yeah he picked me up at the airport with his top down he's like he's wearing his like clark kent glasses and he's like eric i was like he's a job and yeah so then we ordered some drinks he was like i have a job interview so we went back to Zoom for his job interview. And every time he has a job interview, he has one polo shirt for every work meeting. And he puts on his polo shirt <laughs> oh, for his Zoom. Cute. I'm like, you're wearing the same polo every every week for the same company. And he's like, it's my meeting shirt. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> so sweet. cute. Anyways. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, do your interview. And then we got to hit. We got to go to the liquor store. And <laughs> <laughs> interview Holy and we shit. go to the liquor store and i'm like let's get a bottle of tequila i just need to relax and we get a bottle of tequila don't make it out of the house that night because i black out and he said apparently i was blackout screaming i'm the goat <laughs> and then he said he was trying to give me he's trying to give me water by the end of the night and, I'm, and i start going it's hurting me it's hurting me <laughs> so it was fun that was your rock bot. That was the pivot. Well, I mean, and then when I got there, this is funny. He can explain it. I don't care. He's going to be on your podcast. So you're going to hear a lot about him. Right. He like couldn't get it up. And okay. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know that he was going to tell me this on the podcast. I'm not sure that that well, because he, uh, and, he and I was like, what's going on? He took all these like supplements, like those like blue chew type stuff. But he uh, took one he's never taken before. Uh, and he said it just like messed up his dick. And I was like, what are you, gay? <laughs> I was like, I'll be out here drinking. Maybe put some porn on. Get it up and call me back in the room. You're such a man. I love it. What are you, gay? Oh, so, my God. And then I visited. Did that, did that happen? Yeah, that all happened. He put porn. He put a porn. He got it up? Or? I don't know what he did in that room, oh, okay. but eventually we had sex. He probably watched something about Legos. Um, about Legos? Oh, okay. Yeah, like a or few months. Like a month ago, he was like. He says to me, he's like, Chloe, uh, I know this was going to come out sooner or later, but I should probably tell you what goes on on my Explore page because you're going to probably see it sooner or later. I was assuming he's going to be like bikinis. He's like, it's a lot of Pokemon. And Legos. <laughs> he's like, I didn't want you to think I was a loser. Oh, <laughs> I was oh, like, he's so sweet. I'll, I'll bring him some Pokemon cards from my store. I didn't know he liked Pokemon. Yeah. My nephew loves Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. So when did you go, when did you turn around to, to being sober? What was uh, like the moment? On and off. I was okay. sober on and off. Okay. For and like- did he have, like, because when you're not sober and you should be and you have a partner, I'm always interested in, like, does, did your partner, like, say anything or was it, like, nah? Well, yeah, just- he was just like, it's out of control, but it's okay. I understand. And then every time I visited oh. him, I drank. Yeah. I but- had, like, two weeks sober and it was just a, a fucking nightmare every mm. time. Like, one time... He has his roommate, Diego, you met him. I did. And Eric was like filming some woman's like special and he'd be there like starting at 3 p.m. Diego is there, his roommate, and his roommate was all depressed. And I was just sitting there thinking, Eric's out for the night. I should start drinking. And I say to Diego, I was like, let's go get some, let's go play some pool. Because I found this one bar, the one we had our first drink at called Four Moon and I got obsessed with it. I started being friends with all the bartenders. It was crazy. So I convinced Diego, he's like going to go to jujitsu. And I was like, Nah, you know what's going to make you happy? Socializing and just getting out of the house, <laughs> playing some pool, hanging out, alcohol, meeting some people. He's like, really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we go, we walk there because it's walking distance. And then all of a sudden I just sit down immediately start. Oh, I also thought it was a Trump bar. I thought that because I thought they had a Trump doll in it. So I told Diego he has a Make America Great Again hat, but he has a joke. I was like, you should wear it. It's a Trump bar. <laughs> And so he wears it. He's like, really? And I was like, yeah, you should finally get to wear it. Not in a costume. Everyone will love it there. And he puts it on and we're sitting at the bar and I'm like, don't you like his hat? It's a Trump bar. And they're like, that's a doll of Conan O'Brien. And and uh, they're like, Trump. Uh, and they look at Diego and they go, Trump's a really bad guy. <laughs> and he's wearing his Make America Great Hat. And then I guess like I started getting really drunk. I guess he wasn't even drinking. And I, apparently I started chasing him around the pool table, hitting him with the cue stick saying, you better run. Like it was just. Oh, my God. And then he had to call Eric to come pick me up. Wow. <laughs> I I was at the, a bar the other night and I witnessed, it was like a fi-dye bar. And there was like a man of about 55, 60 years old. And I watched him hit on young women who I, I could see in their eyes. They weren't sure of themselves and he was targeting them. You're like that. Like, you're like the female equivalent of that. You're like, you, you you're have the predator one. Though. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but it's like, you know what? It's nice to hear about a woman predator. We only hear about the males taking all the spot. I don't love this, but I, it's, <laughs> it's nice your point. opinion. Yeah. It's nice to hear about a female predator. It's, it's nice. It's but nice. Close. So my- <laughs> I've heard all this and, and, you know, I've heard this story from Eric's perspective too. And it really lines up my question. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Okay. No, he, he literally goes, and then she was stuffing mushrooms in my mouth. And <laughs> People always think I'm exaggerating. No, and I'm they, not. No, no you were not. No, Chloe, I've seen you drunk. If anything, you're, you're, you're painting a nicer picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, okay. So. My thing is like, okay, so when you're drinking and under the circumstances under which you met, like, 
How did you guys start actually forming the bond of what is now a real romantic relationship? That's the part that has always I, I, I have not gotten to the bottom of talking to either you or Eric, because like if you're drunk this frequently, you can't and, build a bond. Yeah, because you're not getting to know the person. They're, they're also, hungover or drunk. I was only drunk. Like I would be sober for 14 days and then I would like go see him and be sober for the first two days and then drink. OK, got so it, got he it. got enough pieces of so your like personality. 50-50. And like, what did he but and he expressed, as you said, like concern yeah well i mean did you think did you tell him like your history with drinking or like what yeah eventually i was like didn't you watch my stand-up this is on you and (laughs) yeah i can be very manipulative i'm an addict so i can manipulate anything to get what i want when it comes to addiction like if i need to get a drink i'll figure it out you know what i mean and i don't care I will addicts should write their for, the 48 laws of power like yeah. your own version yeah it's like anyone who <laughs> gets get in my way anywhere. yeah like i will take down anything in my way yeah i can yeah, get yeah. what i want yeah because yeah. i have no idea i have no such skills it's only when it comes well, now, to like alcohol or drugs you have skills and other you have skills with goals like you get like yeah. zeroed in on a goal but i don't know how to <clears throat> but i don't know like if i need something in the moment how to manipulate oh, everyone to manipulate. around me oh, right, to right, get right 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 what, like, to get the outcome that i want right like, it I seems could, like I, it would be helpful i could make up lies right Right now, I could no. I, I know could tell you. Could. you I could tell you because I'm. I could tell you my neurologist, my epilepsy told me that like it, today I should start doing mushrooms because I just switched certain meds and my highs are down. And if I want to be able to get my brain regulated, like I could just yeah. lie. And then we're all in mushrooms, and I know by the time we're that, everyone's everyone's whatever. What is it called? You're tripping. tripping? <laughs> that, but also your inhibitions are lower. Oh, you know, oh, so I, I would. I know in my head by like hour two, I could tell you guys I could drink, and you guys wouldn't be able to say, "Oh no, don't do that." Right, right, right. So then I know, I know that's how I can start drinking again. Okay, and then I'll leave you guys call my friends who don't care if I drink get coke. Like right. it can be a whole, mm-hmm. and then I can then I'll see them. But you're not drinking. I'll make up lies to them. Right, right. right. It can be a whole a web thing. of lies. It's stressful. It's right. very exhausting. Yeah. And I do wish I had the skill set because it's like I'm not a bad person, but when it comes to drugs and alcohol, like I will be. You're right, right, right. Which yeah, is yeah. like how addicts are. That's yeah. why it's so hard for them to rebuild trust in relationships. And that's why mm. there's the whole amends thing. And especially coming back to comedy, I've talked to you about this a lot, Corinne. Like I have to rebuild my trust yeah. right. with everywhere I go. like And with it, yourself too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And like Harrington, I was like, oh, can I do when he was booking that like club? as a booker in New York to everybody. And yeah, they know they didn't know Mike Harrington from Without a Country. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so I, he was he was running a room that 7th Street comedy mm-hmm. shut down. And uh, <laughs> uh not, this is a real who's who of small comedy venues <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> well, Corinne, I can't really take down the Wilbur or MSG. <laughs> yet. Not yet. Cares. Not yet. <laughs> Soon to come the demise of after Nick's clothes. <laughs> we're going after the it's Wilbur. It's a real where's that of comedy. <laughs> Wayne's Theater. I'll suck your dick. Um, yeah. So I was like, hey, why aren't you booking me? Like, you're, I was like, and I was just being a bitch. I was like, why are you booking these? girls who suck and this boy's fucking i'm not even say uh she's not a nice word and um yeah he was just like i was like i'm like a month two months sober and he's like i don't believe you and he's and, like and harrington i think is important for the story is himself a, a recovering yeah oh, yes, I yeah that. and he yeah. was like chloe like you say this to everyone like i've booked you a bunch you've showed up drunk he was like we never know what chloe we're gonna get when bookers book you no one knows are they gonna get Normal Chloe, who's being funny, or are they going to get drunk Chloe, who's a psycho? Nobody knows who's mm. going to show up. And That's it makes nice. us it makes us look bad. He goes, text me when you have a year. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow, Harrington. Okay. Lay down the law, dude. And then, uh, you know, he gave me a spot like two weeks later. But, um, <laughs> and I got fucking ripped. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I couldn't control it. Well, yeah, I, I. What do you mean you couldn't control it? Can we talk about that? Like when well, pe- when people say they can't control it, and like, and I know, and I know, like you guys both have kind of like if like when you know it's been the part of the conversation recently that like uh, addiction is a, a disease, and I've heard both of you on separate occasions go, "But is it?" <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I will say, like your dopamine, like when your dopamine levels are so fucked from a substance, or like getting the getting a substance and then yeah. not getting a substance, it's like you're it's 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 really difficult for a human human being to override their need for a dopamine hit. And mm-hmm. so I think that's why people have sponsors because when you feel like you want to use or drink or whatever it is, you call the sponsor so they can help you t- talk you down right. from this dopamine seeking thing. Nothing else exists except yeah. getting the thing. But also like there's such a window, a small time window in between say I get I want to drink. There's such a small window that if I don't reach out to someone in that window, I'll I will drink start drinking because yeah, yeah. you know there's such a totally. small window that I can be like, okay, I know I want to drink it. I know this is bad. So if I call I call someone right immediately, then I could. Start, but then if I wait like twenty minutes, I'll be like, fuck that person. Mm. I'm drinking totally. To- well, and so and with mm. addiction too, it's interesting. So the part of your brain, it's not the hypothalamus. It's uh, I think it might be your prefrontal cortex, but don't don't quote me on that. Is that but in your frontal lobe? Sure. Because that's where my epilepsy is and it affects my decision and impulses. So that the part of the of an addict's brain that's like really gets affected is the long term decision making part of your Mm -hmm. brain where you go, what are the consequences of my actions when you are jonesing for a thing? The long term thinking is over. It's miles away mm-hmm. from from your your ability to to reason with yourself. So so all all that exists when you're trying to get the drug is just how do I get it? And no one fucking talk to me until I get it kind of kind of thing. Like it's that tunnel vision because your long term thinking is is compromised. I think it's the same thing. Like it can be when someone's horny. <laughs> you know what I totally. mean? Totally. You could even in, in bad moments too, when people are like, "We should probably wear a condom," but like, I just want to have sex right now. Yeah. So you don't think about the long term because yeah. it's like it's a different feeling is getting in the way, and it's the feeling like that you know you're gonna get the hit you get when you like have an orgasm or something. It's the same mm-hmm. like hit you can get when you're an addict. Yeah. And you feel like there's no enjoyment for long when you're in the throes of addiction for me. And I can only speak for myself, but it's like long term enjoyment isn't a thing that you even think about. Or like if you if it does cross your brain, you're like, that's not for me. Yeah. Which is like, what a horrible way to live because you got to like create a life for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's why it can get depressing. It's sad. Yeah. That's why being sober is the way to go. It is nice though because you're like you. It feels like you're raw dogging life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Like no, because I'm on a lot of pills. Okay, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. But your pills are for your epilepsy, right? And antidepressants. Oh well, well I mean, yeah. But that's I mean, that's sometimes so, and you need anxiety. That stuff. I mean, yeah, but sometimes people's brains they need that, and it yeah. goes well with their chemistry. You know. Well, I don't take like clonopin or Xanax because I would take that whole bottle in two days. It's been it's <laughs> happened, and uh, so it's like I take like this medication called gabapentin that they prescribe like everyone in rehab, mm. and it's basically you take it kind of when you get out of rehab, and some people stay taking it, but it's a non habit forming anxiety medicine. Mm. Oh. Um, originally it was for epilepsy, like all these meds people take, a, a lot of them were originally for, uh, seizures. Mm. So now they become other things. Like I take Lamictal, which is for my oh, epilepsy, yeah, but now they my use that as a that. mood stabilizer. Yeah. My mom was, my mom 
Yeah, it, had a terrible, terrible time on Liv McDoll. Why did she get? She got like psychotic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can her, bo- and her. You don't pass out with your seizures, right? Do you? Do you stay conscious? No. Yeah. So you're like awake. Do you smell? Like you smell copper or anything? I don't or? get any auras, which is annoying. Ah, fuck. <laughs> so you don't know? Well, because like sometimes you could, for you as the seizure haver, uh, you can know. Oh, okay. I you have know, to like. It's stabilize. called an aura. Yeah. You get people get auras and they can feel it coming and they can sit down or tell somebody. Do you zone out when you're having a seizure or do you don't even know? I just have amnesia because I I, oh, okay. I fall to the floor and then I seize. Oh, you fall. oh shit. Okay. I, yeah. I usually fall to one side because my epilepsy is on one, the left side of my brain. So I fall to my left side usually and then I convulse for like you oh, know, fuck. It's 30 like seconds to a minute. Damn. And then I usually bite my tongue and I uh, I always have like throw up or foam after. I was going to say, do you foam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm uncomfortable. And then by the time I wake up, uh, ambulance is already there. Wow. So I don't know how long it takes. Yeah, because you had a pretty, you had a, you had one in a, in a pool that was pretty yeah, serious. That was not a good one. Yeah. Was how dark. often do you get seizures? I haven't had one in a bit. Um, maybe I haven't had one in like a year or awesome. so. I thought I had like this really, I thought it was like a new type of seizure I had because I was like conscious and I just like was like, but then the doctor was like, oh, you had heat stroke because oh. I went to a, the Hampton Classic and I sat in the sun for eight hours straight, oh. which you're not supposed to do, especially if you're epileptic. Right. My mom, my mom would get heat stroke all the time. And I was just like, it made me like, joined. Uh, yeah, it made me like delirious and like, fuck. it just kind of like, I know I like made me just like not know what I was, what was going on. Yeah. Damn. That's scary. I didn't know it was a real thing. I just thought it was something that happened in that movie Philo Goes West. <laughs> Well, the classic. Remember when he's walking through the yeah, desert and yeah, he's hallucinating? Yeah. yeah. No, heat stroke I, is very I, real. Yeah, I remember the scene in In the Army Now, classic In the Army Now, Polly Shore and Andy Dick, where there there is a hallucination. Aren't the, you guys the, friends with Andy? Yeah. 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 The problem with heat stroke is it's also <clears throat> the excuse that like musicians use when they are like too drunk to perform. Oh. <laughs> so it feels made up. Like Lenny Kravitz is 100% like was like strung out one day at a concert in New Jersey. And he was like, oh, it's heat stroke. Uh, Lenny can't go on. You what know, it? it's like heat stroke or exhaustion are like the ones when they're like mm. that person's back in rehab and we're yeah, not going to see right. them for a couple months. Yeah, yeah. I um, think I should have taken advantage of my epilepsy more. How and, so? And used it as an excuse more. For what? Just things I don't to want lay to lay down. Do. Oh, I see. Yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like it's a big, you know, because it's not. It's also I don't know. You're the only person I know who has epilepsy, so it feels rare, unique. I I really don't have a lot of information it on it, so I can't say genetic. that's not true. It's not genetic. <sighs> okay, but my mom said it was. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it is. They, there's like studies that they don't really know. Okay, but um, yeah, it's just that's the thing with it. That's different than alcoholism, like. It's much, I always forget I have epilepsy, mm. whereas I never forget I have a drinking problem. Right. Because you don't like walk through window, like, you know, you're not passing a storefront of someone having a seizure. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Alcohol's right, all right, around. Right, right. Oh, you, you know? walk by it's bars so and drunk people. Yeah. And you know what? I, I know, Corinne, you haven't, you like, you don't drink as much lately. I don't uh, drink at all anymore. Yeah. And uh, me, and, me and Chloe are almost twins. Yeah. yeah. But my, my, my boyfriend is, uh, he was a very functioning alcoholic and he stopped drinking. Wow. And so because of that, I stopped drinking because I was like, well, I don't want to, like, I would a lot of times just drink with him. And I'm like, Oh, it's nice. To, it's kind of nice. And then I had a drink the other night. I'm like, one drink. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, peep, I would do this all the time. Just like knock them back. And uh, it's not good for you. Is your, uh, do you find the relationship is different? Like he's, like you guys are different people sober? 
Yeah, much more presence. And then the next morning we can enjoy each other instead of being hungover. Because I've a lot of relationships end up not working. This is not about you. When one of the partners gets sober because totally, it's like I dated this guy when I first went to rehab and then we were still dating when I got out. But after I got out, I was sober and he still drank and we like didn't really have anything to talk about because mm. it was like we had such chemistry and whatever because we both like to party together. And, yeah. Right. You know, you can talk to anyone for hours when you're drinking and think you're having like a riveting conversation. <laughs> right? Yeah. Totally can. Like, yes. How many times have you been drunk and gone into the bathroom and talked to the woman who yeah. gives you hand towels you bond for with hours? Everybody. Right? Yeah, you like bond and you're like, wow, everyone's so friendly. Well, yeah. that's the problem. Like everyone's so, I mean, that's, I when I was drinking, I usually, I, like I we talked about this a little bit, but like a lot of people drink because they uh, feel uncomfortable and they want to seem more interesting. I drink because everyone else is so fucking boring and it's so grating speaking to them. So mm-hmm. I would just do it to like be able to network in this business. Really, <laughs> Make it interesting for you. Yeah, I, I go, I just, I, I just hate the networking aspect of it. So I would like, this is like, I can stay out if I'm doing this, right? And it can be fun and exciting for me. Social um, lubricant. But it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, because it takes this thing off of other people's personalities. I just, I just don't really like people. So I had to force. So it's like when there's this big piece piece of your um uh your job that you know you you have to fulfill yeah you're like oh my god but yeah i also i used to love partying too i really fucking but that's not no one really parties anymore so i'm like okay i'm not gonna party by myself right i don't understand i do love it though but i can still party sober i I know you've been an inspiration to me I feel you can't have fun actually sober. like because I'm I have it so in my head like sometimes like I can't have fun if I'm not drinking. Right, and I, I disagree. Th- I think you can have more fun. Well, and I was I was talking to a group of friends about this a while ago. It's like, OK, so we were all talking about like we we need to drink less or consume less substances. And actually, like, but I was like, but part of the part of the way that that's going to be successful is that if you replace the nights, you would be out drinking in a bar with your friends with like a night that you're sober with your friends playing pool at somebody's apartment building or playing games like you still need mm-hmm. to socialize sober to prove to yourself and to show yourself usher this usher this new type of fun in because it is it is really fun i've been to a couple parties lately like did not drink at all and i'm like I actually like this a lot yeah but you need to still have that social connection mm-hmm. sober well, yeah, when I did it, when I, when I started, cause I just wanted to do a sober summer. I had wanted to do it for a long time. And I was like, oh, this is a year that I can do it. Uh, when I did sober summer, I was like, my, my rules for myself was that I would still do everything I would do if I was drinking. Like I yeah, couldn't say no great. to things. So like we're going, so, you know, Lev wants to go to the strip club. We're still going to the strip club, that kind of thing. And I did all these things because the reason I did it was not so much of, it was a big part of it was I was starting to get sad because being a comedian, we're like supposedly the funniest people in the world. And I just saw all my friends drinking so much to have fun. And I was like, I don't think it has to be this way. I think, mm-hmm. I think we're underselling ourselves. I'm like, these, yeah. these are, uh, I'm hanging out with people who, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people are paying high ticket prices to see these people every weekend. Mm-hmm. And we, and then when we hang out with each other, we have to drink. I just don't think it has to be that way. And I was right. Of course it doesn't have to be that way. I don't understand how like some of these comics still can drink so much and function. Yeah, some on of them stage. are tanks, man. And function. Some on of them stage. do. Well, well, at least they're functioning drugs. alcoholics. But yeah. I, it's how well, do you, and, and how I do think, you be funny when because alcohol is such a depressant. It's like, but it gives them. Uh, it's an upper for that. I think a, for a lot of people, alcohol is an upper. I'm pretty funny when I'm drunk. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I am but it, not. At, at some point, the timing gets messed up when you're drinking. Yes, the yeah. timing is awful. Hard. You can't. It's hard to deal with people in the crowd. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know. Yeah, you can't be as present. You can't gauge what's actually happening in the in the group and the amoeba that is the audience. I guess when you're doing theaters, you can do whatever you want because the timing's all so off. With the no, oh my god, I can't imagine being drunk in a theater. That would that honestly, yeah, I think that would you be scary. Listen, you have to listen way harder for that laugh to get to the back. Of the yeah, room. that could be a real nightmare. I mean, you hear, but you hear you hear stories of people who make it and then fuck it up pretty quickly. I don't want to name names, but like fuck it up pretty quickly by constantly showing up drunk or on drugs. And they, they, they've made it and they, and it only takes a, you know, showing up to one or two theater drunks, uh, theater gigs drunk and having it circulate to like really impact your career. Yeah. yeah. Cause the stakes are so much higher when yeah. you're that much more successful. And, and people are not going to put up with that. People, no. if they fucking pay for a, a ticket to a show and the comic is drunk or the musician is drunk, they're not coming back. Like it's just not happening. Unless it's Burt Kreischer's cruise. Totally. Please book me, Burt. But that's a, that's, a, that's a whole, like, a, that's like a different kind of thing. And cruises are, yeah. I want to go. I've never been on a cruise. I don't love them. I've never been on one. I used to I want to go on the Disney I want to do one for work, though, so that it's not, like, I don't feel like, I would feel less trapped if it was for work. Like, you guys do, like, a theater cruise? Like, you guys do a Guys We Fucked cruise? No. no absolutely F- not. I would be never. With those, no. with your but fans? I would love to be booked, <laughs> no, I would love to would be booked on, like, a cruise. Like, uh, Corn did a cruise. Like, Jay Okerson did cruises with, I don't know, yeah. some band like that. They do, like, yeah, they do, like, a metal cruise or, yeah. like, a Practical Jokers cruise. That's fun. Yeah, I would do it. Ah, a cruise would be real bad for my drinking. Yeah. You get that all you can I drink. Don't, Once I get that all you can drink bracelet, bets are off. I feel so trapped on a cruise. Yeah. No. yeah like, yeah, I didn't yeah, go yeah. to Vegas. I didn't go to Skankfest last year. And at first I was like upset I wasn't going. No. And I was, I was like, like, yeah. Thank fucking God. Yeah. It's a lot of. I wasn't there because the, the year before when I did it, I did every drug there is. Mm, and they're readily available and they get handed to you all the time. Yeah. I thought I was sober because I didn't drink, but I did ketamine, acid, <sighs> mushrooms, coke. Yeah. You you did it on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 I blame the other <laughs> oh, guests. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That podcast. I remember being funny. after that being like, oh, I'm going to get so many followers. And K- Karen and I were talking after. She was like, I think we, I think I lost them. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. We thought we were killing on your <laughs> podcast. I thought you were very You're funny. Very funny. It was but really funny. That was yeah, the you Giacomo were, days. You, you were on a lot yeah. of drugs. <laughs> that was Giacomo times. Giacomo Can I grab a Red Bull? Uh, well, we're ra- we're wrapped oh. up. I wanted to ask, yeah, Sorry. if there was any closing. I didn't know how much longer. Who knows? We have so much... T- to say maybe yeah. we'll go get because we could get a drink after and talk no. more <laughs> yes well, yeah, i wanted to see if there's anything you wanted to talk like any ending topic you wanted to talk about you, what, what are you at seven or eight months right now um eight months on february 10th okay nice. so and what are you so what are your thoughts so far and how how long has it been since you've been sober for this long it's 2016 okay okay cool. i haven't had more than three months sober in six years okay hell yeah yes and what are your what how are you feeling what are your thoughts what's your what's your yelp review of it sobriety as of now Actually, I had six stars? months once until Hopper Pen came and ruined it. I love how you name Shout out, names. Hopper. Ooh. You are a bad boy. <laughs> He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy's club. Um, Good guy. Anyways. <laughs> good guy, bad boy. Bad boy, good guy. <laughs> um, Gentleman. How would I like to leave? Gracefully. I, I just don't hate myself anymore. Hell yeah. That was a good way to you're end you're not going it. against yourself. No, I don't hate my... I'm still really insecure because I don't know what I deserve and what I don't deserve because yeah. I have, like, guilt. Not like I did anything fucked up. I just have guilt. Like, I wasted so much time drinking mm. and I'm a loser and people think I'm a loser and I'm not far enough along or I'm not funny or, uh, 
you know, people talk shit about me because they think I come from like some super rich family and I don't deserve stuff. It's just like yeah, a lot of thoughts. things are build up in my head right now. But so I'm really I'm, I'm starting to figure out my voice on stage. Mm. And it's weird because I have to figure out my like voice in real life. Mm -hmm. And once mm -hmm. I like get those two connected, I think I'll be sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. Yeah. Space, babe. I'm going to fucking Mars. Space Jam. That but was yeah. beautiful, Chloe. I Thank like you that. so much. I yeah. I mean, I know I, I, I never want to like make, you know, it, like, you know, sobriety or whatever. You're like your whole personality. And I know that we've talked about that off mic and stuff. But I just thought because of like, I think it's like an extraordinary achievement that you have under your belt right now. And I thought it would be perhaps helpful and or interesting. No, it's many of absolutely. our listeners. It's great. And it's like every day I'm sober. I, it's like I'm making up for the time I lost because I don't want to spend another mm. day hungover in bed. Yeah. I just can't do it. What's, right. what's happening is you're repairing your reputation with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is like for your self-esteem. There's nothing more potent than that. And like, I've talked to Corinne about this before. Like there are some people who just don't want to be my friend anymore. Right. Of course. And there's nothing I can do. I was thinking about it today. And it's like when you break up with a guy or they break up with you and all I want to do is think I can convince them to love me again. Mm -hmm. And you can't change the way anyone feels about you. Mm -hmm. Like it's Correct. just yeah. impossible for me to manipulate someone's feelings yeah like i can't i can't make someone I, it's like when i can't you make you love me when you have a crush on the boy and they don't like you back i can't make someone like me no I matter know, how hard i try yeah i've tried pretty hard and too. it's like as i got older it's like relationships are all this it's all the same in the same kind of realm i mean like i'm not trying to fuck everybody but right right <laughs> i know what you mean yeah yeah but i yeah. would for a call no i'm kidding <laughs> call that me. boston yeah. spot hey get me out of nicks oh my god that's how i got nicks i fuck nick hell yeah is there a nick there <laughs> has, to be, has to be a nick <laughs> we gotta find him well, guys, Boston, Nick. Amazing, amazing episode. Thank you so much, Chloe, for being here. We this appreciate you. Thank we you love for you. having me. I a love fan you guys. Fave. A fan favorite. Yeah. You can see so Chloe happy. and I on the road on a bunch of places this coming year. I'm excited for that. Uh, and uh, this episode was brought to you by Nick's Comedy Stop. <laughs> 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 Next and, comedy and Seven Black Street Boston Comedy Club and and, and uh, doesn't exist anymore. Private Jet Mushrooms, <laughs> Texas <laughs> Dick, Texas Dick. Oh my God! This has been guys. We fucked the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. And Eric's directions. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Upstairs from me. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Cause time is caught up. Distractions past and the emptiness left is going nowhere fast. But sleeping can Just gonna wake
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 